0: Show where four Catholic men opine on current affairs of the world, on matters of faith, culture, and politics. It's unfiltered, it's daring, and it's certainly unapologetic.
1: The Rundown is a weekly news show. But it's more than that. It's a family of like minded Catholics who are preparing for the coming chastisement.
2: You cover church news politics, and current events around the world, linking them in a way no one else does, giving the perspective no one else can. The
3: Rundown is not meant for children because it informs and prepares parents, young adults, seminarians, even priests watch The Rundown to know about the most pressing and evolving threats to the
4: Catholic faith today.
5: Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media.
3: This is The Rundown, your weekly news addiction. Disinfo Hour, Fab Four are here. It is Friday the 13th, and we're talking about Biden going down in flames. I have a dog behind me, if you can't see that. The Rundown is now broadcasting with our live radio partner, simulcasting with the Crusade Channel crusadechannel.com. You got to check it out. Today, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things, including Pete Buttigieg, finding racism in overpasses, Cardinal Pell passes away, and so much more. Rejoices, open the gates before him, lift up your voices. Who is this King of glory?
4: How shall we call him? He is Emmanuel, the promised of ages. The King of glory comes, the nation rejoices. Open the gates before him, lift up your voices. Who is this King of glory? How shall we call him? He
6: is Emmanuel, the promised of ages. The King of glory comes, the nation rejoices. Open the gates before him, lift up your voices. <laughs> Who is this guy? Low reach out. Wake up
4: There was Alpha!
7: Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem, we'll just fix it. That's right, we promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes, because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water, and nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kauffman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman. Schedule your appointment today at kaufmancoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency-sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman. Because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. Official Medical Coincidence Partner of the NFL
8: The case can be referred to the International Court of Justice. All right, so Jessica, how do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just a week before the third anniversary? Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a 1,000 days too late. Now, Nariman, I... Looking at uh, after the, to the, the day, families are pushing feds to, pushing the feds to, sorry, everyone, I'm, I'm not feeling very well right now and I'm about just, okay, we'll come back to you right now and we'll make sure that Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. We will make sure that Jessica is okay. We'll make sure that Jessica, you are doing okay.
4: Let me tell you this. In the need to develop a capacity to know what potential enemies are doing, the United States government has perfected a technological capability that enables us to monitor the messages that go through the air. Uh, These messages uh, are between ships at sea, they could be between units, uh, military units in the field, we have a very extensive capability of intercepting messages wherever they may be in the airwaves. Now that is necessary and important to the United States as we look abroad at enemies or potential enemies. We must know. At the same time, that capability at any time could be turned around on the American people. And no American would have any privacy left such as the capability to monitor everything, telephone conversations, telegrams, it doesn't matter. There would be no place to hide if this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country. The technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny and there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government no matter how privately it was done is within the reach of the government to know such is the capability of this technology now why is this investigation important I'll tell you why because I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. That's the abyss from which there is no return.
3: Down fans, we're here, it's Friday night, it's the 13th, Friday the 13th, and you know what happens on Fridays. Jesus loves me the most. Seriously.
9: So nice. So nice.
3: Man, that looked like it hurt.
6: Ribeirão Vermelho. Sabe por quê? Oh,
3: okay. Well, we can't have any more of those. I don't want any more of those videos, okay this is 2023,
8: not 2022. Yes hey.
5: hey.
8: hey. so and we are just getting word of this now. regarding the COVID vaccine, the CDC is now saying that there has been enough cases of people who have had the vaccine, received the vaccine, and then suffered a stroke. The agency will now be investigating any potential links between the shots and the strokes in some of those patients.
3: I'm not sure if we're allowed to repeat what was just repeated on uh, Boomer News, but uh, uh, GOP, Fox News, Ron DeSantis News Hour. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it, Ryan live on youtube
1: yeah thanks for uh, the reminder not to get us canceled um <laughs> it's the the whole news point about the cdc and actually james is the one who brought attention to this on twitter just to, just a minute ago fool me once i mean this is the same cdc that canceled all information coming from actual physicians medical researchers people who you know had the experience who actually know what's going on in a cell, unlike the politicians and the hacks sent to run these agencies, and say, "Wait a minute, no, 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 This thing is not going to be good for these reasons. You're going to create ADE. You're going to create um, all sorts of problems. Prion disorder. You're going to have blood clots. You're going to have thrombosis. You're going to have all these different things that are, are going to come out of uh, well, this uh, the pouchy, ouchie. ouchie. If uh, if you do that, we can't, you know, have and they said, no, we're going to cancel you on Twitter. We're going to shut you down. Now that same agent saying we're going to investigate. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure you're going to investigate. All right. Um, if anything, it's going to be a cleanup operation under the cover of investigating and which will either, you know, if it doesn't actually destroy any information or lock it up or seal it up tight. It's going to basically be, yeah, we looked into that. Nope. It's climate change. It's gas stoves. It's what—that's what causes all these. Uh, um, uh, again, I gotta watch out for Mama Susan here uh, for all the SADS, right? Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, as they're calling it. That's all caused by climate change. Everybody, turn down your glass stove, and that'll that'll solve the problem, and you won't have any more of these uh, instances, right? So that's what I hear when I hear we're gonna investigate.
3: The government is here to solve our problems. It has our best interests in mind at all times, James. Uh, So I, for one, am celebrating the fact that the Center for... What, the CDC now is going to be investigating this
0: thing? Uh, The uh, Center for Disease Control. That's good. Center for Disease Creation. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good one. Center for Disease Creation. Ryan is absolutely right. Um, People uh, today were uh, peaked with... Uh, interest when they saw that news break. And, um, you know, I, I looked at it uh, with uh, sort of leery eyes. You know, um, I, I'm, I've i known what the CDC has been up to. It's, uh, you know, uh, fake uh, researches and things of that nature over the years or over decades, right? And all of a sudden, uh, they are actually going to invest. I mean, they don't even investigate regular vaccine injuries. You know, we're talking about, Uh, people who went in to take the, uh, you know, uh, measles mumps and rubella vaccines and who ended up getting injured, they don't investigate those. What they do is they, they give, you know, quiet payouts. Right. You know, so we, we know about that, but, but, you know, for them to sort of take responsibility here to actually do something right, you know, to investigate and see whether or not there's a link as though, as people have been bringing uh, forward evidence, you know, uh, to the contrary of what we've been told that the vaccines are totally, Oh my goodness, that the, uh, vax is totally safe, you know? So how are we to take this latest news? Um, I'm urging people out there to take this with a grain of salt. You know, let's see the receipts first. Let's see what they produce first. You know, we're we were there for it all. Right. And something similar when we were told, Oh, you know, we now have, um, Serial uh, rapist and, uh, uh, you know, uh, abuser who ended up in prison, who ended up committing suicide. We now have him in custody. He's going to go before the court and we're going to gather all the evidence. Uh, there's going to be a discovery. We're going to put him out there. Oh, sorry, he didn't make it. Oh, what about his accomplice? Let's get Glay Maxwell out there. You know, same thing, same procedure. And then what happens, they gathered all the evidence. And uh, guess what? You don't get to see it. I don't get to see it. And now it's sort of a nothing burger to them at least. So this could be another operation similar to to that. You know, who knows what it's going to be. But, you know, I I urge people to take it with a grain of salt.
3: The Department of Defense, in the United States of America anyway, has done an about face on the COVID-1984 vaccine mandate dropping the mandate earlier this week as a requirement for troops to serve honorably. No word yet on those of us who were prosecuted for failure to comply with that illegal and immoral order. Uh, Some of us have suffered gravely as a result of taking a moral stance against an immoral vaccine, Brother Martin. Uh, Is this progress in the DOD? Is the the, uh, United States government De facto admitting that there never should have been a mandate because we don't actually know if it helps
2: anybody. No, because progress develops, science develops, and so today you could have one thing, and tomorrow you could have the exact opposite. But because science evolved, um, that's why you can do it. So they're really not about facing anything; they're being consistent with their own philosophy. And kind of grouping this question in with with the one with uh, that James had, it has to do with this this idea of authority. Because um, we keep calling them authority, CDC considers himself an authority in the matters of you know Center for Disease Control, all that kind of stuff, and you know the bishops consider themselves an authority um, in regards to church matters and faith and morals. And there's there's so many different authoritative institutions that I think people have completely forgotten what authority was, what what it even is, and what the distinction between authority and power. Um, a lot of what people think is authority is actually mere power and uh jp2 wasn't was wrong on a lot of things but he was right on some things you know as a philosopher he, he was pretty uh sly in in his words and one of the things he actually did that was good um was to find the three masters of masters of suspicion in our age and i think he was working backwards in a sense and working backwards in the evangelical council of poverty chastity and obedience and i'll kind of show you how um but the three main people that um were very influential in the twenty 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 first 20th 21st century were marx uh, Karl Marx, Sigmund Freud, and Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, Karl Marx obviously was uh, very much in look uh, destroying the old social order of, of nobility, um, of people rising up um, different orders in society, not classes, but orders based on their virtue, based on their bravery, based, based on chivalry, people, things that were actually noble based on their actions and their, on their virtue, exercise of virtue. Whereas classes is actually, you know, you're in a higher class simply because of how much how much you're worth, how much money you have, which you can gain all that money by vice. You know, by being vicious towards your neighbor but Karl marx um rebelled against this, this 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 these classes um basing everything on economy human happiness on economy if everybody just has the same amount of things as everybody else and we destroy the state um, and, and the need of authority then everybody will be happy so his things was about was about economy and having money uh sigmund freud was, uh, oh, if, if we all just realized that when we are infants, we're all just looking for, you know, to satisfy our sexual appetites and everything from your relationship to your mother, to your peers, everything was actually, it has its very root cause in sexuality. And once you begin to uh, express a sexuality, understand that sexuality, then, you, then you'll be happy. And then, of course, um, Marx, Sigmund Freud, Frederick Nietzsche was all about power. There's no such thing as truth, just mere power. And so... The opposite of that, as you can see from working backwards, is the, the Christ's answer to all these things money, uh, sex, and economy is, is poverty, chastity, and obedience. And so that's one thing that uh, Carl Wattuli said that was, that was uh, somewhat pretty intelligent. But in terms of the, the authority that what we've seen exercised by, like the, the you know, DOD, is, is simply not an exercise of authority, but of raw power. And the fact that people obey just raw power. So that their understanding of authority is actually Nietzschean, is actually uh, atheistic. Uh, we don't we we don't acknowledge power for the sake of power to do things that are contradictory to the truth. No, if 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 we deny truth, all that's left is power, and the mere exercise of power is it takes uh, it takes the form of violence. And so all we have left is violence. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of argumentation, a lot of persecutions in our day, whether it be spiritual persecutions or or physical persecutions. Um, or economic persecutions, all these kind of things of really making people suffer. Um, it's a form of violence. And that's because we, we've we all come to uh, equate authority with power, which th- those two are not the same thing.
3: In other news, it broke this uh, week that certain overpasses in the United States, bridges and infrastructure items are um, inherently racist. And uh, thankfully we have a man named Pete Booty judge who confuses the gastrointestinal tract for a sex organ who's on the case.
7: Or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or there would have been, uh, in New York was was designed uh, too low for it to pass by. But that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Um, I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that simple reality. And I think we have everything to gain by acknowledging it and then dealing with it, which is why the reconnecting communities, that billion dollars, is something we want to get to work
3: with. Ryan, can you explain to me, why why do Puerto Ricans want to go to the beach in absurdly tall buses? Is that the only
1: way for them to get there? I guess so. I, I guess they just can't get there otherwise. So it's obviously racism. Just like for the, the fact that I can't get a good cannoli on this side of, of the, the Mississippi divide Uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, that's obvious anti-Semitism. Otherwise, I'd be able to have them plentifully, you know? I mean, uh, or fill in the blanks, however you want to read. It's about the same validity, frankly. But, and this is the guy that's going to find out why all the planes were grounded this week.
6: He was some breaking news relating to the U.S. and the uh, FAA. That's the Federal Aviation Authority. uh, And uh, they've said uh, that uh, the system... Uh, that alerts pilots and other personnel about hazards and changes uh, across uh, the day uh, has been down, and that has led to uh, almost all flights being grounded, at least temporarily. Uh, data from FlightAware uh, suggesting that 400 flights uh, or more than that were delayed at around 5.30 a.m. Eastern time, so that's 10.30 a.m. here. Uh, and the latest uh, seems to suggest that um, the alert system is still not processing updates on uh, uh,
3: All flights were grounded for several hours. It took a week to work the strain through the system. Racism. Uh, It's probably racism. And thankfully we have the man who's going to locate that racism, close with and destroy it, Uh, or at least get behind it and get into it very deeply. Uh, We have that man uh, heading the transportation department of the United States of America. James Pete Booty judge is going to get to the bottom of racism Do you, as a black man in the United States, do you feel better about the fact that Pete Buttigieg is going to investigate the racial infrastructure, the anti-racial infrastructure that is in in these United States? Are you able to take your 17-foot-tall van to the beach now uh, in Biden's 2023 America? You're muted. Oh dear, you're still muted. We can't hear the words of wisdom from El Santiago El Católico.
6: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
3: uh Oh, we've lost audio contact. It's 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 the racist. I know it's it is the racist internet, and and hopefully because it always we'll happens it. to the black guy. <laughs> is, there, is there an internet SAR out there <laughs> who can investigate the racism of the? audio video settings uh involved in stream yard who okay. i mean it's it disproportionately on this stream affects the black man I mean, <laughs> brother martin you're not black but you're but you're halfway there you're dark uh are, are you feeling like you can get to the beach in your 19 foot tall van with pete booty judge really wrapping his uh his extremities around this issue
2: <laughs> I've never gone to the beach in a bus, let alone. Uh, it seems kind of funny because every, every bridge you go under, it has there labeled how tall the bridge is. And so you would think that, you know, if you're like a transportation, you know, a semi-truck, all that kind of stuff, you should know your route based on the bridges that are there. And so it really seems more of a, an error on the driver's part of anything than, than an error on the uh, engineers who designed the bridge maybe 10, 15, 20 years prior to, to that bus, making that trip there. Um, obviously they could have taken cars. They could have walked maybe, um, being in the major cities, walking isn't necessarily a, an uncommon thing to do, but who needs to go to the beach anyway? Who, who, why are they going to the beach? Why are they going to the beach? It's it's immodest dress everywhere. They shouldn't be going to the beach. So there you go. Hello?
3: I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the right video reaction, but I, yeah, there, yeah. there's just so many there's just so many that we need. To, I mean, <laughs> why are you going to the beach? ay <laughs> uh, yeah, ay, yeah, yeah. What are you gay? <laughs> All right, there it is. There we go. Are we going to get James's audio back before the 30 minute obscene profit break that we're going to take? I don't know. I don't know. I hope we can. Um. Just keep these on, and you won't die. Funny, suddenly, I, I don't know if I can say those two words together on the internet, Brian. No. I, I I accidentally said it. I think we're totally I'm gonna send him
5: to outer space to find another race. Woo! Maga. All right, uh, very
3: quickly, before the commercial break, we need to introduce, uh, first of all, it, it, it does, does the President of the United States, is he possessed? Look at this video.
4: The impact, what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand.
1: Just had his booster.
3: It it looks like there's a demon who's trying to escape his body right there. I don't know if 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 you're listening to the broadcast, you the, the contortions on fake Kathy Stripper and Chief Joe Biden's face, I can't even describe it. it. It's, you know, I'm not the guy that's like, oh, these are lizard people, or oh, you know, like this is a poser and it's plastic surgery or a body double. But this does not look like Joseph R. Biden. This looks like a demon who is taking control. Of a body that resembles the body of fake Catholic usurper and Chief Joseph R. Biden. Look at it again.
4: The impact, what happened on July the 6th, had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand.
2: It actually looks like one of those guys from The Simpsons.
3: It does. It looks cartoonish. It it's looks a cartoonish. With a
2: pointy nose. You know, guys, yeah, everybody, everybody knows so what I'm talking about. about.
3: Yeah, yeah, Mr. Burns. And, you know, <laughs> and the thing is, is that we know that demons are real like for example if you just ride the subway in new york city you'll you'll occasionally run into one but but the the idea that a demon would inhabit the white house i mean look look at this
4: the impact what happened and July the sixth, had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand.
3: It's like he's—it's like a—he's uh, wincing in pain, Ryan. But he's also constipated. He's very focused. He's pensive. His eyes are squinting. He—he he looks like a—he looks like a certain yellow journalist in that respect. I mean, I—I don't—I don't understand. I don't understand the facial expression here that he's making. There it is. There's there's the side by side. took me Burns. a minute, brother. But I got it. <laughs> Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Um, what do I, I, if he's possessed? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if he's possessed, does this does this reduce his culpability mm. for you know all the various crimes against uh, God's people, including the the, right. the destruction of the unborn? I don't know.
1: Uh, just to be clear too, it, we're not saying he is. it's because the devil's you know it, 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 father Rippiger is a great saying, the devil is not under every rock. he's probably under every other rock, right? <clears throat> I mean, it, to say not everything's demonic, but it is odd. it is out of the ordinary that is one of several explanations for it. and if it were true, um the, I guess the real question would be why is he? possessed if he really is because and i look at biden it was like oh don't don't engage in elder abuse he's an old man being used by his family he's like i don't hate on him for being old in fact i always try to be as generous and patient with the elderly as i can because one day it's gonna be my turn to to be you know rolling around in a wheelchair just struggling on a cane or something like that and so i hope someone will be someone will be patient with me but the, the bigger thing with Biden is he wanted that position of power. He has been on it, he has been you know gunning for that as his, his entire political career. He's a shameless liar on video. I mean, it, it, it's not even in dispute. You have the news back when the news media actually challenged politicians a little bit, instead of you know just drunkenly blithely repeating every stupid thing that they ever say glowingly if it's on their team. Um, you know, that Biden's out there saying, Oh, I finished top of my class at Princeton and then uh, you know you have to. I think it was Tom Broker, I forgot. Adding Mr. Biden acknowledges that he didn't go to Princeton and he was near, you know, the fiftieth in his class. You know, it's like the guy right. got kicked out of law school for plagiarism. That's actually really hard because I mean plagiarism is rampant in in legal circles. But you get around it by saying, you know, Joe Schmo said in this case, and then you quote at length. You they, just cite your sources. You literally and he got caught plagiarizing it. in law school and he got booted. All right, this is Biden. He has gunned for that his whole life. So maybe in the course of that, he, you know, it made you know, opened him up some himself up to some kind of demonic obsession or possession, and embraced it because it got him power. I mean, why did, uh, no, why did people I, accept that? I believe that he was caught plagiarizing
3: back when typewriters were used, and that's even more difficult. It sounds mm-hmm. like you can go out to Google and just hit copy-paste and uh, publish a book based on Wikipedia, you know, like some people do. See. I mean, literally, the, we had the man had to go to do the work. It wasn't even an accident. and type it word for word to plagiarize. This is The Rundown. You're listening to The Rundown right now, either live on our own YouTube channel or you are listening or watching The Rundown on our streaming partners, our broadcast partners, the Crusade Channel, crusadechannel.com. And you might have to subscribe to the Crusade channel to continue watching. We're talking about Joe Biden right now, gang. James went off camera. He's trying to fix the racist internets. Meanwhile, more documents have been found, classified documents in Joseph R. Biden's Here.
8: Jonathan, um, our team just got off the phone with a senior official at the Department of Justice uh, weighing in on this point um, that... We appear to be able to confirm that that is correct, that a third discovery uh, was a single document. According to this official to Fox News, the DOJ DOJ just found out about that one this morning and it was found at his residence.
3: Okay, so just to catch everybody up, Donald J. Trump is under investigation right now for having some documents in Mar-a-Lago, which he according to the government, should not have had. They had confidential markings on them. They had classifications, these documents did. A classification on a document says that the disclosure of this document or the losing of it or the trading of it or whatever will cause some level of harm to the United States of America. If you were to disclose a secret document, it will cause grave harm. If you were to disclose a top secret document, it would dis- it would cause uh, exceptionally grave harm and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, several top secret documents were discovered in Donald J. Trump's possession in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago, for which he is under federal investigation and there may be charges. Now, the shoe is on the other foot, Ryan, with uh, apparently a third batch of confidential, secret, top secret, classified documents, which have been discovered in the possession of Joe Biden, either at his private office at the university he used to teach at or uh, at his personal residence, a residence which he apparently shared with his son, Hunter Biden. What we know at this stage is that the nature of those confidential documents are, are, are secret and top secret briefings about world leaders, which he stole or someone stole or somehow he ended up with uh, when he was the vice president of the United States. What are we to make of all of this?
1: Well, part of it is that I think more so than the gravity of it, because at this point we really just have to accept that our leaders are amoral or immoral, both sometimes they're liars they're cheats. They're going to do things and then they're going to attack the other guy for doing the same thing they're doing on both sides, either Republicans and Democrats, both. So, That in part of them getting away with it it, again and again, because that's exactly what's going to happen, in my opinion, is that you know, is to show again, remind us little peons paying our, our, you know, that are the tax cattle that, uh, you know, hey, there's two tiers of justice here, there's it's a big club, and you ain't in it, all right, and so. Biden having, you know, all these documents, Biden, you know, is sitting on that or for whatever reason, you know, and of course, when you look at the the really dirty connection between the Bidens and Ukraine and how, again, all roads lead to Ukraine, always where the Bidens are concerned and where a lot of politicians are concerned for a long time, you know, going back to 2014, all roads lead to Ukraine. So why, you know, and again, you have briefings of world leaders, all these types of, uh, you know, innuendo. And of course, there's Hunter. And where is Hunter? Hunter's at work uh, the vice president for a Euro- Ukrainian gas company. Does he have any experience running a gas company? No. What exactly is he doing there? The very same thing that every politician's kids do on the companies of boards in other countries that receive U.S. foreign aid. They're bringing it back here. So, you know, so my view is that one, nothing's going to happen. Uh, the Republicans will hem and haw, and they'll make a lot of noise. It, 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 it's like you know, dangling things at us, the same way that they, the elites, dangle stuff at the left. Oh, Trump! We got his tax returns. We're going to prosecute. They're never going to prosecute Trump. They're just going to keep holding that out there in order to get the left all excited and to troll them, basically. Now that the 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 Republicans have a majority in the House, you have to have your 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 cause to get them going, and this is it. This is what they're going to be moving for in, in making a big hem and hot. And in the end, nothing is going to happen. I guarantee it. And the worst thing left to do- the left can do most they, they make a noise or a censure. I mean, Sandy Berger. I, I mentioned this before. You know, he stuffed classified documents down his. Uh, trousers in the National Archives, right in the National Archives on camera when, when uh, W got in office, Clinton era stuff that he didn't want nobody seeing. Sandy Berger, he got a slap on the wrist, lost his clearance, no jail time.
3: You know, with a name like Sandy burger it's tough not to trust the guy. Uh, by the way, the worst the, le- the worst thing the left could do would be to actually cancel Trump, would be to actually incarcerate him. Because then what would they run mm-hmm. on? I mean, they're the, they're the yeah. party of we're not Trump. So, I mean, same thing as the Republicans. They very stupidly overturned Roe v. Wade. Now they got nothing to run on. The red wave was a fizzle. Uh, James, the stealing or reappropriation or misplacement of classified documents. If you did it, you'd be down the road from me in Fort Leavenworth. If I did it, I, I, I would be in the same place. Uh, Brother Martin, if if you were in possession of highly classified documents, sensitive, there would be church
2: militant articles out the wazoo the next day. There would be <laughs>
3: church militant would break the news approximately seventy nine days after it hit the mainstream news. Once Boris's possum hair was perfect and he could uh, really do a very high end production uh, news bit about it, but 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 the fact of the matter is is that Hillary Clinton had a private server in her basement that was totally unsecured with thousands or hundreds of thousands of emails on it. Uh, she got away with it. Trump had uh, all kinds of nuclear secrets in Florida. At least they were uh, behind two locked doors as per the protocol. He got, he's going to get away with it. I think Ryan's right about that. Joseph R. Biden is now uh, cooperating with what is going to be a special counsel who has just been Announced.
1: I concluded that under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint the special counsel.
0: In the days since, while Mr. Lausch continued the investigation, the department
1: identified Mr. Her for appointment as special counsel. This morning, President Biden's personal counsel called Mr. Lausch and stated that an additional document bearing classification markings was identified at the president's personal residence in Wilmington. When
2: I first
3: contacted Mr. Loush about this man. So it appears every time one of uh, Biden's lawyers just happens to r- rustle through his papers, James, <laughs> he, he, he lands upon a classified document. It's the weirdest thing. It's happened three times now. And for all we know, it might have, might have happened even more times because they're not telling us when they keep finding these classified documents.
0: Right. I'm not exactly sure what to make of this, except uh, the, the gut in me tells me that this is absolutely manufactured. To what end? Who knows? Uh, we know that Biden himself is not running the White House. We know that factions of the uh, former Obama administration are, in fact, in control. You know, And uh, we, we, we know that Susan Rice and Obama have this administration uh, basically under their thumb. So everything that we see play out in the media, play out in front of the, uh, uh, you know, from the press, from the White House, you know, as you just uh, saw saw there, has been totally manufactured. Uh, and so we, the only thing we can do is just to kind of see how this plays out, because there's so many different angles. There's so many things out in the air. We don't know from which uh, latest uh, news they're distracting us. We, we have no idea because there's so much out there. You know, um, and um, I'm I'm curious, you know, how this is going to end. If this is a way for them to slow roll out the fact that Biden is not going to run again in 2024, then they're doing a good job. If, if Biden is not willing to, uh, uh, if they're not, if there's not, no other way for Biden to go, for Biden to go down except to say, well, you know, if it wasn't for this distraction here in my administration, those darn Republicans, they forced me out, you know. So I mean who who knows what's going to happen you know uh, and don't forget the, the factions of uh, the Democrat party sorry factions of the Republican party are in fact working in in lockstep with the Democrats so who knows exactly what's going on uh Christopher Ray is an outfit uh put there by these uh uh very uh very same people who run the intelligence agency so um I'm done guessing there's just so much, so much to to basically uh, figure out with this whole mess,
3: brother Martin, doesn't it just seem like the uh, the band behind the curtain? It just lacks so much imagination. I mean, they, you know, they're they're using these classified documents to take down and discredit Trump, and so then they said to rehab him, they're just gonna they're just gonna have classified documents pop up in Biden's lap. So it's like, oh, it's no big deal. You know what I mean? It's 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 almost like they're doing it so blatantly in the public view. That, uh, that, that it's an insult to the, of, to the intelligence of the common citizen in this country. And and the common citizen in this country is looking at it like, oh, well, I guess it's a wash. I guess every president gets to steal classified documents. And, you know, well, it's not really a big deal. Like, is this, is this a backdoor way to James's point, potentially, of a rehab and a rebrand and a reboot to
2: DJT? It could be, but I don't believe that there's enough in the actual government um, to tip off the DOJ who's faithful to the Biden administration um, to actually cons- to think that that's actually worth- worthwhile. I mean, part of the way the, I guess, for the lack of a better term, the mafia runs is, is by fidelity, by being uh, faithful to your boss, um, and by being faithful to the agenda and all that kind of stuff. I don't I don't see a reboot of DOJ really being something that the, Democrats are in favor of unless we're absolutely right about him being that person who is going to change the Overton window. Um, as we see with uh, George Santos, as we see with uh, the Mar a Lago party with all the gays, um, as we see maybe even with uh, Twitter accounts such as Cat Turd tweeting things to uh, Taylor Marshall saying things like, don't tell other people how to live their lives, which is a very libertarian. Uh, ideology, you know, everybody lives the way they want. Just leave, just leaving them alone. Tucker Carlson also saying gay marriage is okay. Just don't be tranny. Um, in which case, we were right way, way back when, thinking that he he was a, a Democrat planning the Republican Party. But uh, unless it's that's absolutely true, unless our first conspiracy is actually true, then uh, I, I think they would be better off choosing another candidate. To be honest, um, so many people on the ground roots level, hate Donald Trump. So, yeah.
9: Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Uh.
1: (laughs) Muted.
3: Our first and most important conspiracy was true. I have to say that. And that our first and most important conspiracy wasn't about DJT. It was about the clot causing serum. Uh, man, I just Can I just play this demon video one more
4: time? The impact, what happened on July the 6th, had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand.
3: I, I don't understand what's wrong with this face. It's the weirdest. You can really, thing. Yeah, I know we talked you, you, about it already, James. You weren't there, James. It looks like the demon is crawling around in his body.
0: You can literally take uh, Beavis's head and Beavis' <laughs> butt head and put it over that face, and it'd be a perfect fit. Oh man, uh, I'm not sure what happened there. What's happening? Uh, maybe he did not take his adrenochrome this this past week. Uh, who knows what's happening? It's he, skipped,
3: a, he skipped a booster.
0: Yeah, or maybe he needed some uh, ayahuasca to sort of bring it all together. Who knows? You know, it's,
3: it's safe and effective. Uh, yeah. Brother Martin brought up uh, George Santos. George Santos is a freshman congressman from the state of New York. He represents the good people, I believe, of Long Island. Uh, he is uh, somebody who has lied. Uh, apparently about uh, being a Jew. He's not a Jew. He's a Catholic. Uh, he lied yeah. about where he went to college.
0: Santos. <laughs>
3: Santos. Yeah. Yeah. Santos the Jew. Right. He yeah. lied He lied about being where he worked in high finance. He lied about other aspects of his resume. He's lied about his family life. He divorced his wife and uh, most recently became a homo. And he is the first uh, 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 professed homo to serve in the House of Representatives bearing an R after his name. Now we all know Lindsey Graham's a homo as well, uh, but at least he's kind of quiet about it. You know, don't ask, don't tell still applies in the Republican Senate apparently. But the Overton Window to brother's point has definitely shifted. Here's Santos explaining why it's okay for him to lie about everything, including uh, you know which uh, which direction the digestive tract uh, you know is supposed to point.
9: Now, permanent Washington has created a culture where it's acceptable to lie to further your own interests. Just try not to get caught, I should know, I served in Congress for eight years. But even when these politicians do get caught, people just shrug their shoulders and move on. No big deal, no consequences. A few examples, Dick Blumenthal lied about his military service. And of course, Elizabeth Warren, she lied about having Native American heritage. So no one should be surprised that the American people don't trust these politicians. They've got no faith that those in Washington are actually working for the people when they're so clearly working for themselves. Now, there are new accusations that George Santos, who was just elected to represent New York in Congress in this past election, has actually been lying extensively about his own past. Now, he admits to some of these deceptions. For example, Santos acknowledges that he, quote, embellished his resume by saying that he graduated from Baruch College, but he didn't. Santos has also admitted he never actually worked for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, even though his website suggested that he did. Additionally, Santos once called himself a proud Jew, but in an interview with the New York Post, Santos now says, quote, I am Catholic because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background. I said I was Jew-ish. There are other accusations, but now we have the opportunity to hear directly from George Santos himself. This is his very first TV interview since these accusations surfaced. George Santos joins us now. Congressman-elect Santos, thank you for joining us today. Um, First question I really want to ask you now that all this has been revealed is what does the word integrity mean to you? Well, Tulsi,
1: thank you for having me. You know, um, to, to answer your question, integrity is very important.
2: And like I, I said to the New York Post, embellishing my what, what does my it mean, though? What does it
9: mean? Because the, the meaning of well, the word actually matters in practice.
2: Of course, it, it means to, to carry yourself in an honorable way. And I made a mistake. And I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes, Tulsi. Um, I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this in national television for the whole country to see, and I have the courage to do so because I believe
4: that in order to move past this and move forward and be an effective member of Congress, I have to face my mistakes, and I'm facing them.
3: Okay, so only a serial narcissistic liar, a homo narcissist, can spin his lies as a virtue. Now we've seen this before, of course, in Catholic media, (laughs) we've seen where a homo narcissist gets caught lying to you about who he is, what he's been doing with his life, his past uh, and his escapades. And he spins it in terms of, well, you're persecuting me and I am the August, the, the Augustine of our time. Right? So only a homo narcissist psychopath like George Santos could Get on television and say, well, I have the courage to out myself and to tell you that I was a liar, but now I'm not a liar anymore. Someone who spends his entire adult life in perverse confusion and lying to you is not going to stop lying to you. We know that this is true in politics. We also know it's true in media. What say you, Brother Martin?
2: I think you're absolutely right is uh, once people get caught in a lie, they try to take the moral high ground and say, look how virtuous I actually am. Look, I'm being so virtuous. I'm admitting my lie. No, you know, there's a distinction between being sorry and being sorry you got caught. And he's not sorry. He's sorry you got caught. And he's, it's, it's, it's pretty clear that he's trying to spin the situation and not necessarily say, you know, I am less than what I presented myself to be. If people voted for me thinking that I was who I said I was, in fact, they were they were defrauded because they gave me money and support thinking I was who I said I was. But in reality, I was less than what I said I was. Would they have given me the money and the support from the beginning if I had told them who I really was? Most likely not. And so in one sense, he's saying, let's move past that point And let's look at how virtuous I, am, virtuous I am now by coming out and admitting my faults and admitting my past, my true past, all that kind of stuff. It, 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 it's a... Uh, it's a play to try to save himself, obviously. but the, the true honorable thing for him to do would would to be say like I, def- I defrauded everybody who had ever supported me and I need I need to, to just quit and and let there be a new election with, with someone who's actually a, a fair choice for the Republicans because in one sense, he defrauded them as well. So they presented someone who uh, they thought would, would be a good candidate for the Republican Party. Um, But he defrauded them. And so it's not not fair to them just to hand it over to the Democrats because he defrauded also the the state party as well.
3: It it certainly is a fraud, Ryan. It's a a fraud when you misrepresent who you are in an election like that, just like it's a fraud when you misrepresent who you are when you're asking people for money. If you pretend to be someone that you're not, if you pretend to be, for example, a straight and narrow Catholic, a straight emphasis on straight Catholic, uh, who's going to take on the bishops and all that, and you ask for money, and it turns out you're not straight, then that's fraud. And this guy defrauded the the, the, uh, the, the good people of New York. Now, I actually don't think that he should resign necessarily because he's a liar, because it, we all know that politicians are liars. They all are on, on both sides. And this is one of the few Catholic outlets that actually admits that. We're not boomer peers. But I do think he should resign because he's a homo. Period. Ryan, what say you?
1: Maybe he's one one thousand sixty fourth straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When we talk about, you know, just the you know traditional Catholic understanding about society, is that even if you know you, you're you're not practicing, uh, you're not actively engaging in evil acts, if you have a certain kind of disorder. Um it's only in a very rare case where you know you should be able to you know be in a position of power at least if you've overcome the effects of that disorder because if you haven't you might not be committing you know the venereal acts of that disorder but you may you still have all the effects so um it's it, and that's why really I, you just look at anyone in that position that that, that you know, all the effects extreme narcissism vanity uh you know, a great deal of immaturity, a great deal of make everything about them and not about the state to which they serve, um, or the organization which they serve, and so on and so forth. Um, that's that's a huge thing, although I should put in the person that you're referring to never came out and said that he wasn't, uh, and you know, until the point where he finally revealed he was. So, I mean, it should at least be a little bit fair uh, on that score, but it's a little bit different in this case, but yeah, if if I mean, lying. Really, we shouldn't, you know, I would even go a bit further, that we shouldn't allow our politicians to lie, just bold-facedly about trivial, nonsensical stuff, because and there's reasons for matters of state where they could omit certain things, uh, because maybe there is a reason for security on those types of things, but really even lying. Uh, that shows that you're not trustworthy. And if I can't trust you, this is the big thing about Bill Clinton, right? If anyone's uh, you know old enough to remember those days, there are a lot of young people nowadays that really that didn't live through those years or they were little kids. But Bill Clinton perjuring himself under oath was a big issue. And of course, they turned it all into his escapades in the Oval Office. But really, if the commander-in-chief commits a crime that any of his soldiers would be put in jail for, then, you know, and that's a, that's lying under oath Yeah, just lying in general, Are right? you coming out and saying, I'm this, I'm this, and I referenced this before with Biden. Uh, you know, I wish I had that video clip up because it's a, the start.
3: Right now you are watching the rundown and you're probably listening to it as well on our broadcasting partner, the crusade channel, the crusade Sorry, Ryan. I had to, I had to cut you off there at the 55 minute mark. We're learning right. how to do this. This <laughs> is really hard. We're learning discipline. Mike Church is teaching us, you know, the king dude himself with his extraordinarily large microphone that reaches so many people and his 30 years plus of a broadcasting experience. We, we're just neophytes here at The Rundown. We're just learning how these segments work. But you were going on, you were talking about, uh, you know, the integrity in public officials and how
1: we should vote him out
3: just just for being liars.
1: Who who would be left, Ryan? Yeah, that's a good question. Who would be left? But I think the alternative to accepting that as the status quo it was really embracing Machiavelli's prince. And I always tell people, well, you, got to, you have to read Machiavelli to understand politics. And people are like, well, wait, wait, isn't he evil? I mean, in and of himself, not necessarily. It's just he, he wrote the book, one, as a job application. Say, so, hey, Ben, I understand politics. And he was out of power in Florence. He's telling his prince, hey, I, got, I got understand politics. Hire me didn't work. Uh, but his, his work became a political classic. It, and it really should be studied, not because it's what you should do, Rather, in fact, it's not, it's the exact opposite, but that's the way the world tends to work, right? And once you accept that that's the way the world actually does work in practice, that that politicians are more like, although not nearly as smart as, especially our modern ones, Machiavelli's prince in terms of their moral behavior, then you realize that, oh, it is a messed up game. And there's a certain level in which things will always be messed up and get past, but as soon as you accept well it's a status quo I, I can't do anything about it now you're basically accepting yes it's okay for our politicians to lie and cheat and steal and uh, benefit from you know their positions to do insider trading and that's why it's okay for a congresswoman to uh, in, in the 20 30 years that they're in congress to triple quadruple you know to make their net worth tenfold the time they're there and that yeah it's okay cuz there they all do it yeah Um, how long are we intolerant? It falls into um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy problem, that that analogy of the lizards, right? And I'm not bringing the lizard people. If if anyone's read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you're familiar with this, where uh, there's uh, one of the characters says, oh, that sounds like, you know, a lizard. What's a lizard? And he explains it. Well, there's this planet where, you know, everyone has to vote for a lizard because if they don't vote for a lizard, then a worse and more terrible lizard will get in. And then he says, well, wait, why do they vote for him at all? Oh, no, they have to vote. Because if they don't, the worst lizard's going to get it. Because they've accepted this status quo where, yeah, they're all corrupt. If we don't vote, well, we're going to have to get one of them in. Or like that, again, that Simpsons episode to bring in double down on the pop culture references that, you know, Citizen Kang, you have to vote for one of us. After it's revealed, there's these alien imposters take took over for the electoral candidates. And everyone's like, oh, he's right. We got to vote for one of them because you've accepted the status quo. And that's the thing. It's like there, there's a certain prudence dealing with the children of man. it's like, And if you choose to say, yeah, I've got to engage in these political affairs or I'm going to limit the evil, that's one thing. But as soon as you say, well, yeah, they all lie, they all cheat, they all steal. Where we've accepted our country is a wicked country run by wicked men, and they don't care about us at all. That's what we've accepted. And I think, you know, there's a difference between dealing with that and then embracing it. And I think that really it's to embrace it to say, yeah, they all lie. I mean, yeah, who would be left? That's a good question. I think it's really a testament to our nation. You know, you get the leaders you deserve.
5: What do you think we need to do? Oh, we need a revolution. And we need it now. Not Not later, now.
3: sorry i don't know what that cat counting money has anything to do with anything but but it's uh,
1: hilarious it's it's an analogy for our politicians
3: it has something to do with our politics james it has something to do with the fact that george santos is a right you know the one thing that gets lost in the news is that he's the first gay republican who's elected to the united states congress openly gay that is we're excluding lindsey graham and others uh, who, who was that senator? <laughs> what was the name of that senator from Alaska that had the wide stance? Remember, he was playing footsie's with the homos in the bathroom. and the,
1: no, the no, no, that yeah, was actually Idaho. That was uh, Larry. That was that was um,
0: um, yeah. He he got indicted for um, pa- playing with the page boys. He I got know, indicted he...
3: for having a large stance. You know why can't we indict other people for you know having yeah? yeah so <sighs>
6: it's eleven and three quarter inches tall. If you're thinking about how this is going to fit into your
3: okay all right so James... <laughs> who's controlling the video today james james
5: with
3: me? Uh, uh everyone hands up don't click <laughs> 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 hey speaking of hands up don't shoot somebody else got george floyded recently uh it actually happened this week it was a relative of the founder foundress of black lives matter he has,
5: that guy like
4: they took that was trying to steal my car. Yeah, car. the police is doing the right uh, job right now. Don't think that the police is abusing him. He was trying to uh, go away. I think that guy is in a very paranoid state. I'm a driver and he was trying to steal my car when he uh, hit the other car right there. Was he in the car? Huh? Yeah, he wasn't in the car right there. Oh, that's a taser. Yeah. They, they, you
3: all right. So they tased him. I, I I, think he died. That's what I read. Uh, he was he was high on drugs. He had just committed several felonies. And so, I, you know, probably the Bishop of Dallas, Texas, is going to have some kind of, um, you know, uh, not a requiem mass for him. But a, a prayer kennedy. rally.
2: Prayer yeah. rally.
3: Yeah. 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 Be- because, uh, well, this this touches BLM. Hasn't hit the mainstream news yet. Hearing it here on the rundown for the first time, James. Your initial reaction?
0: I can't. I lost visual there, so I'm not sure what you're showing.
3: Well, what what you were witnessing was a black man. He's a, he's a relative of one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. Uh, he was, you know, as 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 we said, you know, uh, an upstanding citizen, except for all the felonies he had committed just prior to the video rolling.
0: Well, I I mean, where's my surprise face today? I, I don't I don't have one. Uh, you know, are we trying to basically uh, relive 20 the 20, uh, 2020, summer of 2020 all over again? Is what
3: I'm saying? Are they running out of yeah. ideas? It's yeah, like, this oh, is, you know, documents yeah. in Mar-a-Lago, documents at, at Princeton. Oh, yeah, there's a black guy in 2020. There's a black guy in 2023. Yeah, like, no, it's like
1: yeah, jab variant. Right. Exactly. Right.
3: Right. We got a new, we got a new clutch shot. We got a new, you know, we got everything is the same thing, just playing out over and over and over again. It's like they're trying to cause us to go insane. And I feel like half the people I know, James, are insane.
0: No, yeah, it, it's it's very really true because a lot of people have this uh, problem with uh, keeping things in their active memory. Everything goes into the passive memory. They they forget things. They are only reacting. So everything they do is reactionary. They hear something and they just they jump at it. They forget, oh, wait, wait a second, the media uh, and politicians used the same tactics on us three years ago. They used the same tactics on us four years ago. Short-term memory is a problem with Americans, specifically those who are sitting in front of the television, digesting CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News, you know? So a lot of uh, people are uh, unaware of the tactics that are being used on them to force them to react a certain way. And so something like this, for instance, is looking looking for traction am, amongst uh, people that they know consume this news, you know. Uh, but honestly, you know, you know why this isn't gonna, this is not going to pick up, you know, because it's January. It's not June or July. That's why it, so. It's going to die. So yeah, they, they're going to have to resurrect oh. this again in the summer.
3: It's too cold to 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 trudge up some Antifa level of attention on this, and it's too cold to go outside and and right. rally. <laughs> and 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 the net the latest Scariant has yet to be released, which it's it seems like uh, it seems like Klaus Schwab is is signaling that the latest that that the new thing is the new hotness is going to be some kind of cyber attack, uh, potentially one that takes down the grid. Uh, he's pretty hot on that. He's he's actually has has sort of uh but meanwhile meanwhile I mean you're right like people are consuming the mainstream media and all they care about is well my candidate's allowed to lie and your candidate <laughs> is not allowed to lie really, but,
8: I mean I, I think that no I mean, what you just said is yeah, right that, yeah. that there is differences in what happened. Yes but you the know, are not good. Well we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. You know we know that so it's not that big a job to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's probably what's going on. But what I think
3: this is,
0: uh, this, wow. this is American. I so, cannot believe I just heard that.
3: so this this is an extension though, of the psychology of the United States if I and and the psychology even of of certain people in Catholic media, to the extent that I like you, to the extent that you are useful to me, to the extent that there is a utilitarian good that i can extract from you that is beneficial to me to the extent that you are loyal to me i am willing to give you the benefit of the doubt if you're a liar or a cheat or a thief i will pretend that you're not a liar or a cheat or a thief i will not cover the news story when you get arrested i will not when you when you commit acts of infidelity down in texas if you're my friend i won't cover that story even though My job is to cover stories of Catholic sexual misconduct, right? I will give you a pass if you are useful to me. This is Joy Behar communicating exactly that same level of perverse thinking that the United States has, that the the sectarian thinking, Ryan, where, where people just, if they assign a moral value to the person, if I like you it's fine that you lie because you're lying for some virtuous reason or it's excusable or it's really not your fault or whatever. If I don't like you and you say something that I don't agree with, I presume it to be a lie. And, uh, you, know, you know, so therefore every person and every action of every person is viewed through the lens of the subjective Uh, usability of that person. I don't know what that philosophy is. I don't know what the ism is. Probably when we get to brother, he can name it. Uh, But that is where we are in our body politic, and it's where we are in our Catholic news reporting, and it's where we are very likely in our parishes and our backbiting and how we talk about people. Oh, I don't like that person. Therefore therefore what they're wearing is stupid. Therefore they're raising their children wrong. Therefore whatever it is, right? Like it it it's it, it comes from the top down and from the bottom up and everybody's guilty of it.
1: You know, he's uh, he smokes cigars and he's a douche, so I'm not going to smoke cigars. I <laughs> saw <laughs> that <went> one recently. <laughs> but um, you get into it that that is part of the human condition. There is a natural uh, attitude to have a certain affinity with things. And certainly when you know people, you'll overlook certain faults because you know them at a deeper level. So you'll, you'll take that. And and there's certainly in friendships, there's reasons for that. You know, But it's say, all right, well I got to correct these other things in this guy. And that has the tendency to cross over into, we're going to put on the rose colored glasses for this individual here. And it was just pretend that's not really a problem, even though it is. And, oh, I like this fellow. I like this person. Therefore, it's okay when they do X, Y, and Z. That's the the outcome of you know letting that affinity for knowing someone at a certain level cross over. Now take that to when this you know you're you're attaching yourself to team A or team B or movement A and movement B, and so it, you internalize a certain amount of that and identify that with yourself. So whoever is a part of that, you identify with you know yourself at a certain level. I mean, we see this with the current pope. And people that will defend everything, you know, record on, uh, you know, they'll, they'll cast aspersions at, say, Pope Benedict, they'll cast aspersions at others. But, uh, they, you know, Pope Francis has one of the worst track records as far as defending, you know, serial abusers uh, of, you know, various sorts. I mean, from, uh, you know, Barros, uh, you know, you uh, Grassi back in Argentina, where he's from, with a deaf school, totally, absolutely backed that guy hundred percent there is when he was the cardinal there you have uh you know we can go on zuli all the way through now to ripnik and where he's defending people that have been found guilty of something uh or credibly accused or whatever even by the vatican's own you know reports and he's out there defending them you know making it clear that nothing's ever going to happen to them because i've got their back and so the people who are yeah we're pro team francis so we're just gonna ignore that completely ignore that but continue to claim that he's great on, on sex abuse it's like an inversion of reality well it's the same thing in politics uh you know they, they, you know that when i went to school my teachers were liberal and they, they trained you to be a communist and but even they stopped they were the older liberals that stopped and said well bill clinton's doing these things we don't like oh but i thought you were he was liberal and you're all supposed to support it. yeah but i don't like what he's bombing and you know, all these places it's bad that, that's anti that's that's i'm anti-war And that was the first principle. And they're like, oh, at least back then they were willing to look at that. But what tends to actually happen is you'll defend that. It's okay when they do it. Like we say, liberals are anti-war as long as it's a Republican that's president. And Republicans are small government until it's a Republican that's president. And, you know, when our guy does it, it's totally okay. Trump, you know, quadrupling, uh, you know, the budget, the debt, all these types of things. And uh, that's okay Because, hey, because MAGA, man. And Biden doing virtually, of course, Obama, you know, that was bad. And Biden, that's bad. And flip it around for the Democrats. Oh, yeah, Trump did all these things responsible. Biden's doing rather similar things. And you, you just accept it, you internalize it, because it becomes in part of you and what you identify with and something that you have taken the time to make yourself a part of can't possibly be wrong. So you can't call it out. And that's really what happens.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and and you can see you can even see that uh, irregularity playing out in American politics with respect to the Ukrainian and Russian conflict. I mean, there, practically, there's no war uh, in which the United States would participate directly or indirectly in which these Warhawk GOPs members would not support, generally speaking. I mean... Uh, you, You know, and then when Russia invades Ukraine for various reasons, various reasons, right, that we've discussed on this show. Well, now you're starting to see the erosion of Republican support for endless war, for American interventionism around the world. Now, suddenly, you're seeing Republicans, Brother Martin, who are looking at the global stage and saying, well, you know, Biden is, it went from, cleverly, it went from Biden is mismanaging this war and failing to equip the Ukrainians correctly in order to defeat. And so his response to the Russian aggression wasn't fast enough. It wasn't enough money. It wasn't enough guns. It wasn't enough people we should have invaded. And now it's it's literally, well, actually, Zelensky is a bad guy. This whole Russia thing, it's a boondoggle. Biden's an idiot for getting involved. And nobody seems to see it outside of like the people as Ryan said, very clearly who are guided not by party but by principles.
2: No, it's absolutely true and and, and the more you talk with people that are party aligned, the more you you understand and you see that their their principles are the party. They they look at the GOP or the Democratic Party's website and they get their catechism, so to speak, uh, their ethical principles from them. They they align themselves with the party. It's a group. It's a it's a clan. It's a uh, it's a pack for them, and they don't want to they don't want to abandon the pack. So n- no matter where the pack goes, they just simply follow because the worst thing to do is to be a loner, a lone wolf, uh, white wolf, so to speak, and uh, be separated by the by the pack and, and stand alone for the truth that's i mean strength in numbers is kind of their uh, their philosophy and it goes back to the nietzschean power i mean truth is power and so whoever exercises more power gets to decide what the truth is and that's what what we've been seeing playing out since since 2020 is whoever has the power uh decides the truth um and so that's why they 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 ban to the political parties because they have the ultimate power here here in the states especially
3: Yep. And, and, it, and it does go back to power and it does go back to authority and it does go back to um, um, all of that. Uh, speaking of power, authority and the misuse of power, um, the, uh, the, the Republicans in Congress are trying to communicate to the people uh, that they are going to get the job done. And one of those ways that they are going to get the job done is by getting Democrats on the record as being pro-infanticide. Here's Nadler.
4: The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything; that it, is not that it provides any new protection for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital, where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates a certain medical care which may not be appropriate, which may be endanger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That- what he's
3: talking about there, James, is the Born Alive Bill, the Born Alive Bill, which was passed just less than a generation ago by a voice. Vote, bipartisan, overwhelming majority. If you are an infant who was born alive in a botched abortion, and in other words, they tried to kill you, they tried to mutilate your body and kill you violently, ripping your limbs, uh, uh, you know, ripping your body apart limb from limb in a bloody uh, massacre. If somehow by the grace of God and your guardian angel, you were to survive that and exit the womb and still be alive, then, well, now you're a human person and you are worthy of all the rights uh, uh, that the Constitution uh, supposedly uh, provides, you, including the right to life. And as a result of that, if you are born alive, surviving a botched abortion, then you are you are uh, worthy of medical care. The Born Alive Bill passed less than a generation ago with a voice vote. James, one Democrat in the United States Congress supported the Born Alive bill today? One.
0: Yeah, that's really a travesty. Uh, this calls to mind, uh, there's that one lady, I think her name is Gianna Jensen. I, I'm forgetting her name, but uh, she's a prime example of something like that, as atrocious as that is, as you've de- uh, described, yet, you know, somebody who was uh, forced to undergo uh, a chemical abortion happened to come out of it alive, right? And uh, she became an advocate for uh, that that bill. If I'm if I'm recalling, her name is uh, Janet Jensen. I mean, when you look at someone like this and who uh, who has uh, basically, you know, escaped uh, a death. You know, she was at, at uh, death's jaw, and she pulled out. But she pulled out of that uh, to to look at somebody like that who addresses Congress and to sort of. Ignore that person and other people like that who might potentially be be of uh, 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 survivors because you think for some reason you're standing on a moral high, high ground when you put uh, the 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 flawed uh, philosophy that a woman's life is greater or more important than the infant she's carrying in her womb, you know. Uh, and if we're in such a state, if we're in such a state in today's society that we are having to vote, you know, for uh, for infanticide, uh, or against infanticide, then we're a lost cause. Um, and there's no reason why such, such a thing should exist in any, uh, well, maybe that's the problem with, uh, being part of a, uh, a republic. How many of Jerry Nadler's, uh, constituents actually agree with something like this? You know, how, how many of his constituents when this, uh, when this grave immorality is spelled out will actually say, well, yes, I do agree with this. You know, uh, it's, it's an insanity, and uh, I'm not here for it. You know, I, I want to see this gone today. I want to see it gone yesterday. And there's got to be a way uh, that people can look themselves in the, in the, in the mirror, uh, or rather there's got to be – there's it's, it's, it's unimaginable that people will look at themselves in the mirror after such a a, a day voting and think they've done society any good.
3: Yeah, uh, well, we can vote our way out of this. So, uh, you know, just vote Just vote <laughs> harder. Yeah, just vote, vote harder. more. By vote the way, I, I need to apologize. There are some really committed Rundown fans out there, and every now and then they send me an email, and I read all emails that come to me and reply to most of them too. Um, and there are some that say, look, Mike, I listen to the Rundown. I love your show. I agree with most of your takes and i'm a boomer and i have made a commitment not to use that word anymore in a, in a pejorative manner in a derogatory way and i think i've used it two or three times already tonight and i have forgotten my commitment and i want to apologize for that because what i need to what i need to convey and and ryan help me convey this it's boomerism is is a mindset it's not a it's not an age okay mm-hmm. when we say it the, the manner in which we we portray it you could be 20 years old and be a boomer, and by that you're addicted to Fox News. You think Neil Cavuto and Sean Hannity are going to tell you the truth? You think we can vote harder next time? They they may have stole the election once, but they can never steal it again if we just right. show up and exercise that, our patriotic rights.
0: That, that is so boomerism, in fact. It's
3: that it's it's a mindset. It's mm. not a, a generational thing if you agree with us on the rundown if you're watching the rundown listen we're talking about
1: you you're
3: excluded. <laughs> you're excluded you're excluded you're you might be technically the definition of like look look I, I hate millennials too all right and I hate on millennials and I guess it look if you're born in after 1980 uh, up until a certain point you're a millennial technically I guess I'm a millennial but if you're a millennial who remembers uh, you know certain events, um, or, or if you're a millennial who listen to certain types of music, I don't think that you should be lumped in with the other millennials who never had to like dial into the Internet, let's say, or don't know who Metallica is, for example. Or, you know, you know what I mean? So I look at like the panel here. I see two Xers, a millennial. And I don't know what you are, brother. You're like you're like a Jen
1: Boomer. No, I'm, I'm a millennial.
2: I'm the very last of the millennials. You're
3: the, the last, last millennial. The last right, so the I'm millennial. one of the older millennials. You're one of the younger millennials. We're 91. different generations, okay? So you would <laughs> have these these classifications, and we can talk about- Gen X,
1: my generation, Gen X tends to be pretty shallow. I, rem- I remember Gen 9-11. I remember
3: 9-11. Like, vaguely?
2: <laughs> i was i was in fifth grade <laughs> uh, my,
0: <it's> a, vaguely. <laughs> from, from youtube videos <laughs>
3: yeah i remember hearing about it from yeah. my mom when she was
2: nursing me all right so actually i saw the second plane hit because we were watching oh, wow. it all in the news wow. we're, yeah.
0: Yeah. Where were, meanwhile i was on my way to a job site and my uh the, the person i was working with was so excited to right. go to the next job site and i'm thinking dude we got to pull over and find some shelter somewhere
3: (laughs) i remember that i actually was getting a speeding ticket uh in between the first and second tower and (laughs) i remember thinking to myself like this police officer is literally writing me a speeding ticket wait you started driving at
0: 12 what's going on our
3: our country's under attack yeah there's a there the, the the building came down the second building is about is coming down and this guy is worried about me going three miles per hour over. Crazy. Don't yeah. understand it.
5: Yeah. Don't F- understand A- it.
3: A- but you know, by the way, as we're broadcasting tonight, simultaneously on our with our broadcasting partners at the Crusade Channel, Crusade Channel.com. And on our own YouTube channel, The Rundown, which you know, it's kind of weird, guys. We get like up to ten thousand views on a video, but only three thousand of you have subscribed to the YouTube channel. Do you have some like inhibition uh with, with, with subscribing? Do you have um do you have issues with committing? Do you have commitment issues? If you haven't subscribed, could you click the button? Click the subscribe button. More people will
2: see the video, more people will hear the truth. Well, um we but we gotta admit that Trish Millen employees watching can't So hit subscribe because that'll be, that'll be bad news for them. That would be bad news for them,
3: but they are driving views because they watch it many, many times and dissect every single thing that all of us say. But as we are saying these things on the internet, the racist internet that kicked James off earlier, world leaders from around the world have all flocked to a little place called Davos. And they are discussing very important issues Pressing issues that are facing humanity, like such as why are there so many damn many of us?
4: We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there were if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. Wow.
3: There are too many of us and there's too many people turning on their stoves. And thankfully these people are, are all getting together in Davos and they're going to solve these things and one of the ways that they're going to solve them is if you're one of the 500,000 that gets to live let's say you uh, are a pure blood well it, you, you might be a pure blood but you can't be a pure body because we have to implant things into your brain hello Elon Musk
8: advancing very fast but can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here we have an implant in our uh, brains
0: and um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can and we measure your, your brain waves and I can immediately tell you how the people react or I can feel uh, how the
4: people react um, to your answers. Uh, is it imaginable?
1: Um, I, I, I think that is imaginable. I think um, I, I think you know
4: you can imagine that. You can imagine well you're going to be sort of transplanted into, you know, the, the internet digital. so to speak, to live forever in a digital realm. Uh,
1: you know, you can imagine that you know you just in your biological incarnation are going to live to be some you know very long age. Uh <laughs>
3: um these these people are are all there and you know you know what's so shocking is that you know remember brian kemp uh the 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 gop that this is a boomer thing it's not an age thing it's a boomer thing (laughs) brian kemp is there in davos with world leaders he just Utenaries. won re-reelected re- to the governorship of the state of Georgia uh, where the GOP couldn't field a a uh, a candidate who hadn't committed, you know, abortion and rape himself. And so uh, but 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 so they couldn't win the the Senate seat, but they won the governorship by like 4 or 5 points, you know, a convincing victory in Georgia, which is a purple state. And James, this is a guy who's Put out there as like one of the futures of the Republican Party, along with Ron DeSantis, along with uh, Donald DJT. These are the types of people who go to Davos. Brian Kemp is there right now. So this isn't like this isn't just a Democrat Party thing. This isn't a liberal thing. You know, this isn't just one of these fringe groups for like Dennis Kucinich goes to this thing. No, Dennis Kucinich wouldn't even get invited to this thing because he has no power the rich and the powerful get to go to these things and they're all there right now. Meanwhile, you're sitting at home listening to or watching the rundown.
0: (laughs) Right. It's, uh, it's, it's really, uh, quirky. I mean, this is the guy, right. Who, uh, basically was told, wait a second, there were a lot of improprieties in the race in Georgia for the presidential candidates and also for the senatorial uh, candidates out there. What what are you going to do about it? We need to see, uh, you know, you and the Attorney, attorney General need to give us uh, some, some assistance here in identifying where these improprieties were. And uh, he basically did not do anything. Matter of fact, he uh, uh, basically uh, made it so that the election was validated in 2020 uh, and people were holding him out to be some sort of uh, here at the time for basically, um, you know, fighting for democracy, you know, but, but, but now people are surprised. Oh, wait a second. He's at Davos. Well, he's already shown what he can do uh, on the local level, you know, at least on the state level in the United States, for the powers that be, for those who own the machines, uh, for, for those who are looking for some sort of uh, cooperation with American uh, uh, governors within their states. You know, so in fact, before the ink dried uh, after the 2020 election, you kind of knew who uh, were the point people for the people of the WF and for Davos and for uh, Bilderberg. You can always you can always see and know what's happening by asking basic questions. Who who do these people serve? You know who they serve by their actions. You know, so why are people confused? Why are people uh, bewildered? I have no idea. Uh, Brian Kemp it has always been a goose, and he's shown his true colors today. And people should have known this back in 2020. It,
5: it,
3: what can we do? Uh, I'll, 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 this is the last question. You have to I'll, vote I'll, harder, Mike. I, 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 guess. I guess we can vote. What can we do? We talk. We're doom and gloom on the rundown. And but you know, because because the reality is we're living in you know a world which is ruled by the Prince of Darkness and it's getting darker. Uh, Benedict 16th apparently said that we're living in the time of the Antichrist. I don't know if he actually said that. I don't know if I believe anything coming out of the Vatican right now. Um, I don't even know if, if Cardinal Pell actually did die of a heart attack or if he was murdered. We don't know. Right. So there's a lot of doom and gloom. It's rough. It's a rough world. But, Ryan, give us some hope. Give us something positive that we can do within our families. With Somebody says, get vaccinated.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what can we
3: do? What can we do about all this? Yeah, they're Kemp's in the bag. Disrupts in the bag. Trump's in the bag. There's no good actors out there. Voting's not going to save us. Is there anything that we can do? What can we do? Ryan, that's the question. Americans are asking, we want to do something. Should we pick it? Should we vote? Should we have activism? What do we
5: do?
1: It's, it's such a multifaceted question. And it's, it's, some of the answers kind of simple. Yeah, we will pray more. Well, no. The answer really is be holy. right? We, and I touched on some of the reasons for that in, in New Year's predictions and the way things are going to go. But really, we have to focus on making ourselves holy. Oh, by the way, I got a book to do that. No, no I'm not doing that right now. Um, <clears throat> really, it, we need to focus on you know just just gradually paring away all the things in our life that are offensive to jesus christ and the immaculate and this the sin the little things you know if we're habitual if we're not falling into mortal sin and we're, we're living a life free of mortal sin the, the you know the spiritual authors say that's just the beginning really which, which is is incredible and at the same time terrifying um you know, we really need to be working on, you know, developing a better prayer life. Don't go for, all right, well, I did my rosary and I did my spiritual reading. Now I'm going to sit here and watch whatever, uh, you know, alternative media, conspiracy, fear, porn, whatever, and get all ramped up on that uh, or other things. It's like, you know, we pay attention to these issues out of professional interest to a greater or lesser extent. I do far less than I used to. And, you know, and I'm already cynical enough about the world anyway, but so much of it are so much of it is that you are what you eat, right? And that is the same thing is true in media. If you're constantly watching media, it's not something you indulge in once in a while as legit recreation, like you're always watching it, whether that's you know, Alex Jones conspiracy porn or whatever or whatever, you know, fill in the blanks, even very good, uh, useful sites like the Corbett Report, things we reference all the time, you know, that that's good and useful to, to update yourself when you need to know. But St. John of the Cross says, don't pay attention to the news. If you're looking and be on the path to perfection, obviously someone has to do it in the world. And to what extent do we do it? You know, because we need to live in the world, but not be of the world. And this is all, yeah, yeah. I heard that in a sermon, right? And we get to get to it. We really need that. If you want to know what we can do, that's the first thing you can do. And because prayer, why is it that so many of the saints they could say Hail Mary and they, they accomplish what they want? And you could do a fifteen-decade rosary, and I could do a fifteen-decade rosary, and like it still doesn't happen yet. Part of that is the increase in actual grace, the increase in our capacity for merit, and that's only going to happen if we work really hard. To obtain holiness, to get closer to it, so start paring away the things in your life that are offensive to Jesus Christ. And heaven knows I have them. Uh, pair away the imperfections. Start working on that. Spend time with your kids. Educate them in this, the, the lives of the martyrs and the Holy Scripture and the tradition. Don't you know? Don't don't waste the time. You know, and that's the thing. And that could be oh, well, don't watch the rundown. That's, that's obviously. Maybe. I don't know. You, everyone has to make their their own prudential decisions. But really, that's, you know, it, there, and there are people who are called to be involved in some way, like in your local communities. We always talk about that. Think local, act local. Support those businesses that are local to you, that are in your community, because they're the people you're going to know when they're going to be working on trying to crunch you into your FEMA zone, in your 15-minute city, and all that type of thing you know get get to know the people around you if you can influence them do more in the real world and less on this thing and hey we're once a week you can indulge in that but um, but honestly really it, it's it, it, your whole general outlook has to get less attached to the device you're watching us on now and more into reality you know what's around you and that's that's the you know that's right i spent quite a long time today working on animals um, because that's what I had to do for, for the real life work that, that goes on.
3: I thought so, you were just, I thought you were just doing that for Instagram.
1: Yeah. Right. No. And that's why I actually, I don't put it up, frankly. Ryan, Plus it's bloody. Ryan, you're you're <laughs> such a I know. Right. But look, I have meat <laughs> in my freezer and the people calling me a LARP or don't. So, uh, you <laughs> there you that, go. That, you will.
3: how are you able to butcher lambs today and still show up in a three piece suit and look presentable?
1: You are such uh, a LARPer. The value of modern plumbing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Getting up early. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, look. Uh,
3: first of all, I, I agree with you. I think that's. I think that's fantastic advice. I think we need to spend less time watching uh, media, including the rundown, and more time in uh, mental prayer. But you know, it 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 can be. It can be difficult to discern exactly what to do today. And sometimes there are just plot twists. You know, you think you have a story figured out, and then right at the end, there's some kind of zinger that you just weren't prepared for. For what?
8: For anything. I don't care. Whatever it's for, but she can give me my money back if she ain't going to do nothing with it. Okay, were you
3: planning to buy some drugs or something? What kind of drugs were you wanting to buy? Rock rock
8: yes i was
3: you gave her twenty dollars her
8: twenty dollars she gave me some plaster. plaster
4: and now you want your twenty dollars back yes, because it. she didn't supply you with crack cocaine
8: well and she you, if she shouldn't give me nothing no, no, no plaster she should have said no what's, what's going, on? going on
4: she come around here a while ago there used to be some people right over there that used to sell yeah we were sitting out here on the porch in some chairs so she said y'all have anything to buy i said no baby we don't have nothing to sell so she left one around the corner
5: mm-hmm.
4: did she come back ten minutes later holler Give me my money back up. Like, no, you ain't bought nothing from here. Don't disrespect my child. This is my child. Mm-hmm. I don't sell crack. I'm a prostitute.
1: Oh, my goodness. You just wow. never
0: know. You oh, never know goodness. what
3: life's going to throw at you. And it could just be a curveball.
1: Was that a candidate for the Darwin Awards? <laughs> both, both of them. Both I don't of know
3: them. where I had, you know, I, I I squirreled that video away like weeks ago. I just haven't had the opportunity to play it. So did you did you feel like I was cramming a square peg into a round hole there on on that tee up for it? I just really I wanted you guys to have that. You're welcome. That's pretty
0: good. Well done. The internet
3: Thank you. Is, is better now because the rundown is enriched by <laughs> our, our our cultural uh, heritage in the in these United States, and the world is watching. So, if you're an English speaking person outside of the United States, just know that we're very proud of our people here in these United States. And, and such all as... I am not
4: gay. I have relationships with women, sex with men, and I got news for you. I
5: need you gay.
3: Higher education in these United States is something that we all uh, strive for as well. It's part of the American dream, and uh, it, and it, and for good reason, it, because if you don't go to college, you won't become educated.
8: What about uh, folks who have wounds but uh, are not women, uh, like trans people, gender, queer folks?
9: Why do you keep saying women when this issue affects more than women?
5: Because there are two genders, male there and are.
9: female. This issue affects more than women. It affects...
8: Friends, men, it affects gender,
5: queer folks.
0: Women have wounds. I am not a woman, and I have a wound. You are a woman. I do am have- not. Have- no, 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 no. There's no. question. <laughs> That's that. Uh, Kristen Powerhouse.
3: I don't even know. I I don't, I don't even know where to go uh, after that. I mean, we do have to grift and we have to give our unpopular opinions and James hasn't thought of his and you know, like it's, it's the whole thing. I get it. I get it. But, but, but guys, can we just, can we just check in on the groomers for a second? I mean, We haven't done that in a while. I don't subject to it very often anymore. We get some emails and they're like, hey, can you not do groomers every week? But we haven't even done groomers once this
6: year. Meet Australia's youngest drag queen, 13 year old Candy Featherbottom, also known as Logan out of drag. Hi everybody, I'm Candy Featherbottom. And 15 year old Queen Cherry West from Edinburgh, Scotland, also known as Sam Carling out of drag.
9: Hello, dear, I'm Cherry West, the Red Betty Venor, and I am a 15 year old drag queen.
6: Though from different parts of the world, these queens have more more than just their young age in common, but their passion for all things drag. Candy's love and passion for singing and performing came from watching a family-friendly performance at the local Bowls Club by Group Taboo, and led to her drag debut at the North Ipswich Bowls Club in Brisbane at just 10 years old. Getting up on a stage and, you know, bringing that smiles to those people's faces is why I do it. And Cherry's inspiration came from watching her drag icon, Bianca Del Rio.
4: A queen that inspired me quite a lot was Bianca Del Rio from season six of Drag Race. Um, I recently seen her in Edinburgh performing and she's absolutely incredible, I'm obsessed with her. The
6: Trailblazers are challenging perceptions on young queens through not only their stellar performances, but through speaking up for all of the kids finding out who they are. I think it's important for there to be more young drag queens out there because, especially at school for kids, they have to be this certain person and they have to be in this little box. So for me, drag is a way of expressing myself and I think kids just need to be able to be out there and kids need to be who they are. And over in Scotland, Cherry explains that not only is it important for the students to push for LGBTQ plus artistry support, but help from the schools is crucial.
4: I'm lucky enough to have an LGBTQ plus group at my school, where there's so many trans men and women. There's non-binary people who just are all so supported from this one teacher who as part of the LGBT group that is running it. And with
6: that support, more queens could be encouraged to bring their drag to school and get glam for their proms.
4: I would love to go to prom in school, but I would feel quite sad for the other people because, girl, I would show them up. I would be having my Cinderella moment. I would have a big, massive, sparkly outfit. Like, i would be obsessed with it.
6: but through all of the positivity there's no denying that young queens are a target for hate as candy explains articles would target her parents for him being too young in the world of drag and logan's parents response melted our hearts if it's something that your child loves doing um it's in a safe environment uh and you know it, it... Why not? We couldn't agree more, and Logan for sure doesn't let any of the criticism get to him either. That's water off a duck's back now, and I'd rather put my energy in focusing into the people that love me than don't like me.
4: Can I get an amen?
6: But with the criticism aside, the positive truly shines through, as Cherry explains how drag lets you express your art, and lets you be your true self in a safe space and a community that love you. And we couldn't have put it better ourselves. I, I think I'm... 45 IQ points uh,
3: just lost by watching that but the the entire world's gone mad they're trying to groom your children they don't want you to call it grooming they're trying to normalize this disorder did you notice Ryan I don't know uh, I don't I, I didn't catch this the first time I watched the video uh, when they referred to the child's alter ego they used the her pronoun and then when they referred to him in his you know athletic shorts they called him a him it is it's literally that fluid the the pronouns the 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 gender switches just if you put a wig on and a dress then you're then you're a you're a she you're a woman
1: which it's like um you know it's like that that dichotomy you know yeah if that's the way it is then nobody's a woman really the the idea of what it is to be a woman is utterly meaningless it's something you put on and take off and likewise a man um or it's um you know, like that, uh, you know, that line of that, you see the Incredibles, um, if you've seen it, you know, I'm going to go through the long thing explaining it when everyone's super, nobody will be super, right? Well, same thing. If everybody's a woman, nobody's a woman and vice versa. And it's just like, um, the, uh, what was that, that kid? We didn't play it. Don't play it, please. It's too painful. The, the, the just watching somebody living out mental disorders, but the kid who thinks he's having a period, right? And he's had whatever pills or something and fake blood or fake, you know, points of protrusion to cause this fake bleeding to pretend he's having a menstrual cycle, a menstrual cycle going on. It's like, you know, you know, no, because guess what? A woman, an actual woman knows what that is like. An actual woman knows what that means. There's an essence to what it is to being a woman that is not you look at all these people they want the externals this one guy wants fake giant breasts this other one wants wit this other one wants uh botox for fake uh hindquarters and fake lips this one wants all these exaggerated absurd male centered conceptions of what a woman is that only focus on externals cuz it's perverted a woman knows what a woman is, what, because there's an essence to being a woman that has absolutely nothing to do with these particular externals. Those are merely the external sign of your actual biological gender, but or sex really, biological sex. We're going to play this game with the genders. Gender is grammar. Sex is biology. And a woman knows what it means to be a woman because the essence of that is is how God made women, in, in terms of you know the, the virtues that that a woman should aspire to, like Our Lady, self-sacrificing right? You know, humble, uh, you know, loving, caring, right? You know, there's there's things in, in the identification of what it means to be a woman that a woman knows what that is. A guy who still walks like a guy, and you could see it a mile away, still stands with you know his feet out like they're like he's got male, male anatomy, that is wearing a wig and prosthetic features to look like a woman does not know the essence of what it is to be a woman. Uh, to put it another way to in an actual case it really is a LARP because it's a pretend yeah. it's a pretend game it's not real all right? and so and that's the thing and when, and when you watch this video and of course they lay in the the cue the there that oh he was inspired when he saw a drag a family friendly drag queen perform. what even is that aim on his parents for taking him there they're responsible for everything that happens following. You know, because they brought that on. That, yeah, that's 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 where, and that's why they are so insistent on pushing the, these drag queen shows and all these things. One, it's sexualizing. Two, it, it brings in, it, it is it, like this presentation of, hey, all this is fluid and uh, you can be this too. And, and, and isn't it glamorous, glorious, and they're presenting us to an impressionable child, especially prepubescent children and it is a method of grooming it is to bring them over into this this i'm going to call it demonic ideology and yes, induce what do you think we need,
8: need to do what? oh we need a revolution
5: no. No. and we need it no. now no. not later now <laughs>
1: we <laughs> no too many cooks in the kitchen <laughs>
3: <laughs> aye, aye aye. Um, in other news, uh Brother Martin, I'll toss this one over to you. These are just like little news, news, bit, tidbits. Uh, the head of content at Church Militant, uh who um is actually probably a closet fan of the rundown, uh David Gordon, uh has written an article, couldn't get it published anywhere else, and definitely wasn't run in Church militant but he's one of the top ranking, he's like one a copy editor. He's the head of content. He's he's a he's uh, a trained but unlicensed attorney. Dave Gordon has written an entire screed, Brother Martin, about why it's time to finally just rid the world of the traditional Latin Mass. He believes that traditionis Custodes was right when Pope Francis says, or Francis, or well, whatever his name is, says. That uh, that there's the sole expression of the Roman right is the bogus Oreo and uh, and uh, everyone else just needs to get on board with that. So is it now it's funny, Christine Niles uh, at Church Millicent to try to uh, disavow him indirectly. Here's the article. Ryan pulled it up. Um, it's time for the is is it time for the TLM to go away by David Gordon, published January 5th?
1: 2023 um this is coming to you uh, from archive.is so as to not give them any clicks
3: (laughs) now now uh uh, nazi niles goes out to twitter and we know that she pretty much goes to the bogus ordo most sundays because it's the most convenient thing for her but every now and then she's sort of like a fan she wants to she's like a she's like a hobbyist uh, uh fan of the tlm and so she posted that there are all these diverse expressions of the Roman right, and and that and and but she couldn't name her own colleague by name. She refused to engage him directly. Uh, as far as we know, as of tonight, Dave Gordon still works for Church Militant, uh, despite the falling out with Tim Gordon, who allegedly plagiarized part of his loser book. Actually, the worst parts of the book. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on here, Brother Martin, but. Um, Church militant uh, employee, top-ranking employee, endorsing the end of the Latin Mass—definitely newsworthy. Worth us covering at least for like five seconds here on the rundown.
2: Well, it definitely is in the sense that Church militant uh, actually had one of their evening news sections back with both Mark Avoris and Christine Niles saying that that Church militant—they they were traditionalists. So they love tradition, all this kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. And here comes their their. Uh, i guess editor the head guy of commentary the guy who vets all the commentary stuff and then decides whether or not it's published goes out and goes to where peter is or is not you know this 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 trash liberal progressive site <laughs>
5: where and <is>
2: <laughs> public publishes an article saying that the traditional latin mass needs to go away and there's also and there's all the generic uh, attacks against the traditional latin mass you know there's one against unity always oh, doesn't provide unity in the church but they confuse unity with uniformity as the the famous article by Demos, who now we know is is was Cardinal Pell, uh, there's a famous quote in there: "Unity in essentials, diversity in non-essentials, charity always." Um, and so this is one of the things that all these people that are always crying about uh, unity in the Roman Rite always forget: unity in the essentials, diversity in the non-essentials, charity always. But there's never charity in the in the in the attacks on the traditional Latin Mass. There's, and, but there's always the the counter like the loft and oh you always need to be charitable towards me but i can attack you all i want and call you all sorts of names um but no it it to be honest it's, it's a scandal it's a scandal and that church militant needs to, to adequately uh, handle because if if someone for american magazine for instance american magazine or the national catholic reporter came out against homosexuality and said no the traditional teaching of the church is is what it is here's why it is what it is and therefore the church can never condone sodomy, they would be fired immediately. But Church Militant has uh, petitioned donations from a lot of people because of their uh, conservative perspective. And this is something actually Milo Yiannopoulos came out on, on Telegram to actually say, that he insinuated that uh, someone like Dave Gordon pretends to be a conservative for donations. That's, that's technically fraudulent. I'm not going to say it's a legal definition of fraud because there's four different parts of the legal definition of fraud, which Church Militant accused me of fraud but never explained of which of the four I actually committed because I'd committed any of them. Um, but it's it's definitely being uh, disingenuous. Zero integrity, which they called out a bunch of people not debating them because they had no integrity. You know, they, if Church Militant has any integrity, they must address the, the, the issue with, with David Gordon because it, it is a scandal that a conservative organization would have someone, as high as he is, uh, petition for the extreme elimination, one hundred percent across the board of the traditional Latin mass. It isn't just a mere restriction. It isn't, hey, let's only use certain prefaces. Hey, let's only, it's, it's add the new uh, calendar saints into it. It's uh, kind of make a mixture of the two. It isn't some sort of compromise. It isn't, it isn't some sort of hermeneutic of continuity. It was. A, it's a complete and total deletion the rewriting of our history of our of our past it's the same exact thing as those who went to richmond virginia and spray painted all over the statue of robert e lee they want to rewrite our history they want to rewrite our past and that's something that david gordon a very high-ranking editor at church militant also wants to do for the catholic church
3: i just find myself confused in this whole situation james because Church militant puts themselves out there as traditionalists, and yet they have people on staff who are openly advocating for the end of the traditional movement. They put themselves out there as traditionalists, and yet there's hardly a traditional community uh, anywhere in the world that they haven't savagely attacked. They portray themselves as, as traditionalists and raise money on that premise. They ask for your money, claiming to be traditionalists, yet who in the traditional movement have they not savagely attacked? I mean, I can think of almost no one. They've turned on Taylor Marshall. They've turned on Michael Matt. They've turned on uh, uh, on LifeSite News, John My Henry man. Weston. Uh, they've turned knows. on. Yep, yeah, yeah. They've turned uh, Catholic Family News. Doctor McCall. Matt Even Catholic.
0: someone as benign and as uh, gentle as uh, Patrick Madrid. Mm-hmm.
3: Benign and gentle, Patrick Madrid, perfectly harmless, right? And they and they turned on him because he like supported the coffee from the mystic monks. I mean, you you know, they, they they portray themselves as traditionalists and they ask for donations from retired grandmas on a fixed income. And yet they betray those principles and employ a man who advocates the end of traditionalism. So am I right in being confused and wondering out loud whether or not this isn't textbook criminal fraud?
0: No, I mean we all have a right to be confused because uh, one thing doesn't fit. You know, the, you know, we are seeing uh, the expression of one one of their employees, basically one of their high-ranking employees, saying one thing, and then having uh, you know the news outfit itself, the you know media outfit, saying another. It can't be both at the same time. You know, and they both can't be true. I just said the same thing, but my my point <laughs> my point to that is my point to that is um, either they are surreptitiously working together to bring down uh, the uh, Latin mass in general, or somebody is out of line. That person needs to be corrected. And it doesn't, from all appearances, you know, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, that the latter is going is going to happen because, uh, we've, we're all, we're all familiar with the former. We've seen their attacks, uh, going back. Maybe, uh, I would say this maybe about three, three years now, their, their attack on, uh, those they consider enemies, which all happen to be, uh, people who are tied to tradition. You know, they don't necessarily call out individual, uh, offenders of whatever, uh, or to whatever degree, you know, they're uh, possibly uh, doing something wrong, you know, but then they call it entire outfits, traditional outfits. Oh, you know, the society, you know, or, uh, you know, the the traditionalists. or, well, the TLM, you know, uh, we don't ever hear hear them uh, bringing real substantive uh, issues out in the open. And so it just begs, you know, begs the question, what, what exactly is it that you're, you're after here? If you're a- after something uh, that needs to be uh, basically, uh, uh, you know, brought to, if you're here to bring somebody to, to justice, then show, show your receipts, you know? And, you know, I mean, we, we've all, we're, I mean, we've said this before, we're all people who would perhaps um, be happy to see the truth out there. No matter where the truth is coming from, you know we've said that much before many times. You know, but we're not one in general. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Catholics fall in this category. It's well, you know, if you don't have the receipts for something that you're claiming, then don't uh, don't don't uh, besmirch somebody's name out there in the public, you know, and uh, don't just do so for clicks either, you know, which is a more grave, uh, you know, uh, thing to do. You know, it's like if you don't have those receipts, don't publish. And time and time again, you know, we have seen, and there are people out there who used to give. I have people who contact me all the time and say, "You know what? Um, We're not giving money any anymore uh, because of this or because of that." And it's not me, you know, sending selective uh, news to them. It's them themselves because they because they see uh, these articles. They they and they they are. Uh, turned off by these articles and they, they, they react, you know, they react to that. So who are they really serving? They're not serving the people who uh, are giving them money because those people are dropping them like flies. We don't know exactly what's happening here. Uh, Something is, is amiss. And if, if, if this, if this was their way to sort of play both sides uh that they're doing doing a very good job at it but I don't know how long this is going to last because one of those sides is going to come triumphant you know over the other and, and I and I I'll wager that uh you know uh Dave Gordon is going to remain a long-standing employee of theirs uh because his views are probably what uh church Millington actually harbors
3: Ryan I'll kick it over to you but I'll ask the question in this way is it possible to serve two masters? Is it possible to, to, to have one part of your organization believe that the TLM should be abolished while another part of your organization pretends to believe that the traditional Latin mass is superior? Is it possible to serve both masses at the same time? Is it possible to believe they're both of the same uh, efficacious value? Is it possible To, in other words, construct a hermeneutic of continuity, which encompasses the worldview that the Latin mass should be disappeared, uh, and also the worldview that the Latin mass will eventually be triumphant, both of those things being true simultaneously at the same time. Is that possible?
1: I don't think so. It's also not possible to neglect our, for our radio partners on uh, Crusade (laughs) Channel, our identification.
3: (laughs) That's true. It's not possible to fail to uh, <laughs> to acknowledge the fact that we are simultaneously broadcasting now, and you know he's on TV. There's this thing called uh, a Roku. I don't know what a Roku is, but I think people use it. Uh, puts it puts it on your TV. crusadechannel.com crusadechannel.com. Uh, it's radio the way it should be. Is what it is. And uh, and we're really proud to be partnered with uh, Mike Church, the king dude and all the crusaders at the crusade But is it possible for a thing to be true and not true at the same time? That's the question.
1: Right. <clears throat> a lot of non-contradiction. No, um, it, it, not true at the same time and in the same respect. You can't you can't have it both ways. so put it that way. And and we've put it out you know before that the general view in church. I think we said this several months ago that. A general view in Church militant, at least, used to be. Yeah, traditional Latin mass is good, but the Novus Ordo, you know, Latin done done conservatively—that's the way it should be, and and that that's been their view for a very long time. um, That that's what uh, you know they have in terms of their priests, their clergy, and so you know the 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 traditional Latin mass in the Novus Ordo—you can't. And I think this is one of the things we noted last week, where Samorum Pontificum is, when it came out, I gratefully, I was so grateful for it when it came out. But in the long term, looking back, you know, you have to look at the fact that it, it's trying to to reconcile two very different things, two different rights, and say they're both part of the same right. They're not, and ultimately, like as Father Chikada has shown in his book. Which, you know, I'm not a civic but his book was on work of human hands was absolutely dynamite in this point, just documenting how your more lefty priest in the liturgical aberrations he does that's what is always backed up by the bishop or by Rome. And your father, retro, who tries to do it more conservatively and wears the cassock, that is what is always condemned. What in, in in Francis too, and the way he's going about, you know, a lot of the a lot of times the people think he's talking about trads. he's not actually he's talking about new, you know, the neoconservatives, the people who want the Novus Ordo to be more conservative. He doesn't have any room. If you want to have a liturgy that looks like the old liturgy, but is the new, you know, the, the a reverent Novus Ordo is not something that he really wants. He wants something more, you know, as, as the celebrant wants to make it and that's the it's probably you can't serve both because both have a different ethos they have and that's ultimately the reason why i did not pursue you know i obviously found i didn't have a vocation but i did not you know stay in the seminary and and pursue the priesthood because i re, once i taught myself at a say traditional mass i said the nova sword is a completely different thing from this i can't say it and if i can't say it well i certainly can't go on and promise the bishop i'm going to say it can i so i better get wow. out of here Wow. And, and that's, that's ultimately what, it, what things come down to with you can't serve, you know, two masters. Ultimately, you can't have your foot in both camps because they are vastly different. And the, the idea that this is just a reform of it and a continue as David Gordon tries to suggest in his article that, oh, Vatican II wanted to bring the riches of antiquity into that article. There, it's completely laughable when you look at the actual documentation, which he has not looked at. From the concilium, from what they're pointing to, how they're changing things, what they're taking out, what the, the ridiculous and harebrained academic ideas of, oh well, they had a presentation of the gifts in the, back in the ancient times. So let's bring that back. And what they brought in it bears absolutely no resemblance because in the ancient times, people made their altar breads at home, and you know no, noble families would supply the wine, and they would present these to the subdeacon at the offertory. That's what the presentation of the gifts was. And as that was taken over by altar societies and religious, the people provide provided support of their pastors and the crops. And, and it wasn't necessarily during on, uh, on Sunday. That's why that whole notion of presentation of the gifts disappears. Because most people are providing, you know, crops and their produce because they don't have gold coin, they don't have any coins to put in any kind of basket. And, and that's why it disappears. It's just not functional anymore. There's no purpose. So the whole idea of we're gonna find two random people in the congregation tap their shoulder and have them come up and present these this host that they didn't make in this wine that they didn't make or procure even just to grab someone and have them participate is a novel modern creation that's it's completely the antiquarianism that Pius XII Twelfth condemns in Mediator Day. And we could go on to so many things, but it's it's laughable too when you're gonna push a a ridiculous notion of councils that, yeah, every council is a work of the Holy Spirit, everyone. And he has quotes in there from like Pius XIX, and, and that's not what Pius Ninth was talking about. And he, But when you get into that, and all right, all right, David, how about you accept Lateran 4... As a work of the Holy Ghost in Canada, <laughs> and 69 that require all Jews, people like you know my family background, I'd also have to do this too, even though <laughs> I haven't stepped in the synagogue since I was like 11, and I've been a Catholic for what now, you know, close to 30 years. Yeah. By that legislation, I'd have to have this too. You need to have a mark identifying you as a Jew. Whereas Arizona, wow. someone who's a Muslim has to have a mark identifying them. it's a canon from an ecumenical council. It's, it's if you the work of the it Holy as a work God. of the Holy Spirit, it's you've the, got to the accept it. It's
3: working in Lateran four. If Lateran, if, if Vatican two is, is to be believed in Lateran four is to be believed. Somebody just tweeted. They said, Biden's cabinet is so Jewish that they want to ban gas ovens.
1: <laughs> well, <so laughs> if you don't want to do that, I'll tell you what, oops, not this one. Um, Let's look at some people that use, uh, you know, gas ovens. Um, there we go. <laughs> I can't
3: <laughs> believe you had that pulled up. Look at Kamala. Kamala. Kamala is cooking with a gas oven. Uh, Jill Biden, Biden, Dr. Jill Biden's cooking with a gas oven. Is that AOC? Does she even know? AOC. How to cook?
1: And in the background, they have her gas uh, oven. Uh, let's see if I can, you can see it there. It's her gas stove. Gas stove top. Wow. Elizabeth Warren over here with her gas stove top.
3: Pocahontas. Pocahontas yep. made, ba- baked a pie. <laughs> I wonder if that was one of those ready to bake pies from you know like the grocery store. and She just stuck it in. This is with, definitely a photo with Land of
1: Lakes butter. <laughs>
3: no, she she <laughs> seems like a seed oil kind of person to me. I yeah, no kidding.
1: Actually, that's totally right. <laughs> <She's>,
3: she used <laughs> straight up canola oil on that puppy right there. That's a. <laughs> That's a first world uh, disease. Yeah,
0: no, uh, she, she used margarine. Come on.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Well, all right. I, you know, I always, I, I never want to get to this point because it's the beginning of the end. You know, it's the beginning of the end. And, 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 and I don't really want to, I don't want to do it, but we have to. Money,
5: money, money, money. Money.
3: We got a grift.
1: And you've got me up there first. I didn't have anything available, ready at hand to grift.
3: Okay, but... okay, go grab your thing.
2: I don't have anything material yet to grift. I'll be honest. Uh, I've I've had to push off the the creation of our Augustine calendar only because uh, more and more I have to, I have to grift your prayers uh for our dear Father John because he's in a he's in a tough spot. Um, so you can remember him deeply in your prayers. I'll, I'll greatly appreciate it. Yeah, no kidding. Amen.
0: Um, I'm going to share this from last week. This is The Way of Salvation and of Perfection. This is by your very favorite saint, uh, Alphonsus de Liguori. Again, this is a book that you can use as a wayfinder to uh perfecting your life your daily uh self needs to be renewed each day and these contain uh efficacious meditations uh that can help you with your your daily growth and um you can buy this book um it's available on the web um i don't want to name amazon only but there are various other places i think tan publications has uh this book as well so, feel free to peruse the internet for uh, your preferred place to purchase Catholic books. Um, I, I would say that uh, if you start this book, uh, you're not going to put it down. And so, I, I, I'm enjoying reading this. This is my second time around reading this book. It was a good companion for me all through last year with minor interruptions. Um, but, uh, you know, for those of you who want little daily uh, meditations, you can see we talked about this last week. Meditations are usually maybe about a page or uh, maybe three or four paragraphs, so they're not long. And if you have this as a wake-up, you say morning prayers, do your meditation, read a chapter or rather a uh, paragraph from here, uh, or one more before you go to bed. Uh, this will take you uh, a long way to uh, basically revitalizing your spiritual life. And that's that for me. Morning,
1: morning, morning, morning. Okay. So I have uh, the book club for this month uh, has been going out. I have a few more to send out. Blessed Marie Crosterosa, Marie Celeste Crosterosa. Um, It's actually a fantastic book of a saint nobody's ever heard of, but should have, because she's the very inspiration for St. Alphonsus Maria de Liguori, whose James is just grifting. And when he when he before he had you know, created the Redemptorist, he had uh, spiritually guided her and he knew the priest that was spiritually guiding you know, her. And she was receiving revelations from Jesus to establish a a, a holy role de- devoted to, you know, to, to him as, as redeemer and to bring, you know, the message of the mercy of God to the people. And so the uh, everything in the the Redemptorist rule comes from her and Alphonsus received it. They got approved by a bishop. And, you know, when Alphonsus creates the rule, it's created entirely off her revel- revelations. And so without her, there, there are no redemptorists. Yeah. You know, either the nuns or the, uh or, or the, what are they properly? Canons brothers? Uh, I forget um, the actual, I think they're, they're, not mendicants, but there wouldn't be any redemptorist you know, religious and priests and whatnot, of which there are great numbers. So it's an excellent book. It's a spiritual read. It's not just a mere historical biography. It's also a biography of her soul and her spiritual life. Second, given what we were talking about, um, next month's book club, which uh, book club crosses over to the next book on the seventeenth, I think, um, the Holy Mass by Saint Robert Bellarmine. And so, and if it, this one's been out for a little bit, so if you already got this one, I'll, you know, email me and I'll switch it out for, for another book you don't have. But um, Bellerman on the Mass talked about this before at uh, one, you know, he he takes, completely takes apart the Protestant denial of the sacrifice of the Mass in the very first section. So the whole first section is devoted to the mass of sacrifice, but the second section is devoted entirely to the ritual of the mass and defending that from the Protestant heretics. And one of the things we find out when you read the Protestant objections from Luther, from Chemnitz and Calvin and others, what do you find is that almost all of those objections come from liturgists in the 1960s. They come from David Gordon. They come from people like that. And it's the exact same stuff the Protestants were using back in the day. And Bellarmine refutes that with the plum. As always, and it's and one of them thinking, like recently, for example, there was a video from the Institute of Christ the King where it showed their priest saying private mass, saying low masses, which is a beautiful and amazing video. And you watch how, again, people whose only experience is the Novus Ordo have been trained on the Novus Ordo conceptions of liturgy immediately attacking. Well, that's horrible. That's wrong. This is against, you know, Vatican II. It's like, wait a minute. You can't have mass by yourself. There's mass is never private. This is wrong. And, and of course, Bellarmine takes that up in here. It ultimately is a Lutheran objection. And Bellarmine deals with it in here, noting that the fathers celebrated mass in private at various times and that the Council of Trent formally decreed that anytime the priest says mass, even if it's in private, he does so as a public minister of the church. And he spends a lot of time going through ancient examples of private mass. So it, where, where the people didn't normally attend. And it's uh, so you got things like that, you know, with with a great number of things that defense the canon against Luther and, and other early Protestants. So it's a book you don't want to miss if you've missed it before
3: um i guess it's my turn to grift you know i don't i don't grift very often i don't grift every week um, um, I, this show is not about grifting but one thing i will ask you for this week is you know look i got into this tussle with michael voris and christine niles after i described what they did to me as blackmail and extortion after I experienced what they did to me in terms of doxing my house and where I live and my family and places that I've worked before and publishing my name online and doing all those things, hacking me, attempting to hack me, uh, sending phishing attacks to me and, and staring a 16 year old boy in, in, in that whole thing. All of this because I had the audacity of defending a priest who I believed at the time and still believe was was innocent and certainly is innocent until proven guilty. That's a matter of law in the in these United States. Hasn't been convicted of anything, hasn't pled guilty. In fact, he's pled not guilty, so he's presumed to be innocent. And I take that presumption very seriously. I also take his his, his uh, ability to maintain his silence. He has no obligation to speak to Michael Voris on camera, but that's not what Voris told me on the phone. He told me that unless Father Jackson gets on camera with Michael Voris and proclaims his innocence, then he's guilty. He's 100% guilty. So for whatever reason, and I can't even think of whatever nefarious conspiracy theory that all of you can probably think of, for some reason, Church Militant is 100% invested in the guilt of Father James Jackson to the point where they sued me. They took me to court and they reviewed my uh, military transcripts, my financial records, my mortgage my tax returns, my text messages, my emails, uh, all kinds of various things. They sent subpoenas to Twitter. They sent subpoenas to Give, Send, Go. They sent subpoenas to my friends and family. They threatened to send subpoenas to my business partners. They reviewed my business emails, my business contracts, my business dealings, uh, my pitch documents. Um, various projects that I had going in into development with people that whose names you might even know. Um, and after reviewing all of those things, they came up short. They called me a liar. They said that I stole money. They said that I was going to steal the money. I didn't. I proved that I didn't. I spent every single penny the, exactly the way I said I would spend it. But this legal battle was protracted with church militant as Christine Niles would spend her nights and weekends tweeting about me and talking about me and producing articles and videos about me, about my, the Jeep that I drove at the time, about the scarf that I wore last, uh, last winter, which I still wore and I've worn for 20 years, um, about my mortgage, about my children, about all kinds of things, right? And the level of uh, the level of attention that I received from Church Militant was exaggerated. It was pronounced. It was. Uh, and, I, and I still maintain the record as the number one news story, quote unquote, in U.S. news on Church Militant for most number of weeks running in all time. Uh, I have beat out Theodore McCarrick. I have beat out, uh, They talk, yeah, you're right, Gabby. They talked about my bathroom, my one bathroom for eight souls, soon to be nine souls. And um, in, in all of this, ladies and gentlemen, I lost my job. I lost my military career. I lost a lot of things. I lost my income. I lost a, a, a great portion of my savings account. And I spent a lot of money defending myself. Some of you helped me. Uh, do that. And for that, I'll be eternally grateful. Many of you prayed for me and continue to pray for me. And as I've gone around the country since then, and I've met many of you prayer warriors, uh, really from coast to coast, people who really saw the malice uh, in in what happened. So many of you said, I was supporting you and I support Father Jackson. You know, it's, it's two different causes, but we did become joined at the hip there for a while. My asked of you tonight, my grift of you tonight, is I have tens of thousands of dollars of legal bills still unpaid. And I frankly don't have the ability to pay them right now. And I haven't asked you for money, and I haven't—I I don't do the rundown for money. I do the rundown actually for pleasure. It's a hobby, and I, and I like doing it. Um, but if you could find your way, I, and I waited till after Christmas. I waited until all that stuff. But I do have a Give, Send, Go. It's Give, Send, Go.com slash Defeat CMTV, as in Defeat Church Militant TV. And if you still were inclined to contribute to my legal defense for a frivolous case, which was settled out of court, uh, after which church militant changed some of their reporting uh, about me and then uh, has pretty much gone dark and refused to engage anymore. Um, They're claiming that they won, but no one wins in settlement because it never sees the light of day. It never saw a judge. There was never a judge or a jury. We never went inside of a courtroom. That's what a settlement is. You settle outside of court. Uh, But I took the ball as far as I could as one man. And, uh, you know, we did pretty well. Uh, Lots of my uh, claims were vindicated. Even today on Twitter, one of my claims that Father Kowchick spent time overnight staying with Michael Voris. That's one of the reasons they sued me. They sued me because I revealed the truth. That Father Kalchik lived for a time with Michael Voris. Oh, he admitted it today on Twitter. So nothing I said about them was untrue. Nothing I nothing I believed about them was untrue. Nothing I have revealed about them, and the documents continue to pour in. And I believe many of those documents will someday be made public, and I'll continue to be totally vindicated. But the the level of suffering that my family has endured over these last 13 months. Since launching a legal fundraiser for a priest who has who has pled not guilty and is presumed to be not guilty um, until proven beyond the shadow of a doubt to be to, to be guilty for doing those things, man, no good deed goes unpunished. So if you could go to giftsandgo.com/slash-defeatcmtv again, every little bit helps. If it's ten dollars, if it's fifty dollars, I, I would be appreciated for it because you know what. I owe tens of thousands of dollars still, and I have invested tens of thousands of dollars of my own money uh, to to stand up for all Catholics everywhere. And the fact of the matter is that we cannot be afraid or live in fear of these people. I had one person who wanted to start a fundraiser for a guy on Twitter after his house burned down, and he reached out to me and he DM'd me and he said, Mike, I want to do a fundraiser for this guy, but I'm afraid that if I do an unauthorized give, send, go, or go fund me for this man whose house literally burned down, and this man with children, that church militant might come after me and say that I'm a fraud and that I'm stealing the money like they did to you. We cannot live in fear, ladies and gentlemen, and we're not consequentialists. And just because all these bad things have happened to me and my family be, as a result of the uh, the the malice of Christine Niles and her empty life, her empty you know husbandless life, you know, uh, just just a feminist woman that hates trad men that attacks every trad family man that she can just because she turned her sights on me and the eye of Moloch was focused on me for a time. That doesn't mean what I did was wrong. That doesn't mean I regret it. It doesn't mean that father Jackson is guilty. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't stand up for the principles that we believe in, such as the presumption of innocence, the absolute right to remain silence and the right to a vigorous legal defense. That's what I provided to Father Jackson. And I'm proud to have done that, even though it has cost me dearly because we're not, we, again, as Catholics, we don't look at the results of things and then change uh, what our intentions were. Uh, in, in moral theology, the, the object was good, the intention was good, and the circumstance was good. And so what I did was perfectly fine. What they did to me is inexcusable, and they'll have to account for that later to God. As Father Altman told me in person when we were talking about this issue, in the old times, especially in the settlement of the West of the United States, if you killed a man's horse, you deprived a family of a livelihood, and that was worthy of the death penalty to deprive a family of a livelihood is worthy of the death penalty. Father James Altman told me that when we were talking about what church militant did to my family. So if you could help see it uh, your way to going to give, send, slash defeat CMTV, help me clear out these legal bills. It's like a black cloud hanging over my head. And I think about it, guys, I hate it. I hate talking about it. I hate thinking about it. Let's get them out of here. Let's let's get those cleared up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. All right, it's time to do the unpops, guys. Uh, we have- One more thing. Yeah.
1: People are always asking me what kind of tobacco I smoke at different times, and so I was going to reveal. I'm not smoking this now. I'm smoking old dark fired at the moment, but. Um, there is this one I wanted to griff cause I really like this one. I do not sell it by the way. I do not have a tobacconist license. I'm not offering tobacco for sale, but I am encouraging you to find this. If you can at your local tobacconist, if you don't have one, obviously online, this one is from Cornell and deal. It's called after hours flake. It's a very nice pipe tobacco in the description would normally turn me off, but I gave it a chance and I thought it was fantastic. A night out wasn't complete without a trip to the private club for a Cuba Libre or two. Round out your evening or any other time of day with this Virginia Flake sweetened with caramel and exotic spiced elixir of the island's dark rum. Normally I would read that and be like, oh. it's, it's actually fantastic. It's one of the very few type of aromatic tobaccos that I'll smoke. So, um, Anyway, just putting that out there. Uh, plenty of places you can find it online. Cornell and Deal. I think their website will at least tell you where to get it. So and uh, now The moment you've been waiting for. Prepare to be mesmerized. Get on your tinfoil hats. Get out your pies for opinions more unpopular than an alpha male at a gender studies retreat. It's the Rundown Zone Unpopular Opinions Segment. Never gets old. Does not get old. And James is the victor from last week.
5: Ah,
3: James won?
1: He did. Y'all are so racist. (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Uh, Well done, James. (laughs) Well done. Man, and Brother Martin came in second.
4: Second, man.
1: First loser. I came in dead last.
3: (laughs) Dang, What, what, what were ours? What was yours?
1: Yeah. Mine was uh, attacking the position of the, not the people, but the position and the arguments often alleged for the Benedictus Pope Thesis as being Gnostic. Uh, um, Oh, I see. I guess there's too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I deserve.
2: Wait 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 a second. Wait (laughs) a second. This screenshot says one day left on the voting. Ooh, I still have a oh, chance like to win.
0: <laughs> are you serious? Oh, please let that would, not happen. I would like yeah. to throw
5: my
3: support behind Brother Martin in the final. Oh, in the final uh, are you serious? Just like that?
0: <laughs> e. Too brute. I, I,
3: I <laughs> we cannot allow. Uh, can't James allow the win. The, the,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, all the black, men, and so the black man. Any sort of keep black man down. This is yeah. why we have yeah. to
3: build low bridges because James got <laughs> <starts laughs> a really tall bots. Yeah. keep the bar
0: low. By the way, by the way, I didn't get to chime in on that. Let me chime in on that very briefly. You know, I might have to agree with Pete Buttigieg in the sense that uh, th- this is a roundabout way to start laying, laying blame at the Judo masonic tyranny that wow. has incapacitated the crypto Catholic country. Uh, Then I'm here for it, you know, because that's exactly, you know, because the the builder of that bridge was uh, of those bridges where uh, was uh, Robert Moses, who, in fact, you know, is an elder brother. And so if this is the administration's way of sort of coming full circle to finally to finally lay blame where where it it is, then I'm I'm here for that. And the topic that
2: studies this is is called Social Engineering Calculus.
0: Uh, are that's, you serious?
2: That's a. That's a no, I'm just
0: kidding. You're kidding. That's, <laughs> that's
2: the you only thing that can describe said... everything that you just said. Social yeah. engineering calculus, like all of them mixing together.
3: I heard you say that Pete Buttigieg found a round a way.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs>
2: that's
3: what I heard you say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he found a round a way to 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 basically uh, now come come to understanding that there is a crypto judo masonic tyranny in wow. fact in play and wow. so i'm here and for that's that
3: why they're taking away our gas stoves
0: yeah absolutely absolutely anyway okay, back to wow. the unpops
3: all right to the unpop ryan
1: <laughs> all right so we're still in christmas tide we're still enjoying you know the the spirit in my my tree's still up right we're still enjoying that but uh fifth February, I believe it's the, yeah, the 5th, which actually is also my wedding anniversary, 18 years, praise God. Um, but uh, anyways, 5th February, Septuagesima, it's coming, right? It's, it's going to start. So it, and that's the church announcing that Lent is on its way. And I mean, there's always debates and everyone's going to argue about eating meat, not eating meat, you got to do this, you got to do that there's a certain sense in which some of the debates about food are are somewhat relative in modern, in our modern context in the West first world problems. For example, Oh, it's Friday. Okay. Well, I'm not going to have steak today. You know what I'm going to have? I'm going to have shrimp. Now shrimp used to be like bottom feeder, poor people's food, but today in our culture, it's more of a delicacy. It's enjoyable. And, or I'm going to have salmon. Um, I'm going to some place for some awesome fish and chips. And, That is essentially a gourmet meal. You've traded out one gourmet meal for another. You have basically, um, you have had a better culinary experience than 99% of all peasants throughout the history of time, right? And you need to have that perspective and remember, it's like, oh, so I didn't have steak today and I had fish. Um, Unless you positively hate the the very taste of fish and it's anguish and you're fighting your gag reflex, getting it down. Um, You know, you're, you're, you're fulfilling the letter of the law. And I'm not saying don't actually, you know, we talked about this before. The law is not really in place anymore. It should be, but you're fulfilling the, you know, what the tradition put down as the law, but are you really getting to the spirit? And, and this isn't meant to judge anyone point fingers or anything, but it, what I want you to do is consider, cause you're not doing anything bad, but consider that. Are you really abstaining? Are you really doing something penitential? by eating a very delicious fish meal instead of a very delicious uh, steak or pork or chicken um, that if, that is provided to us by the circumstances, our current you know economy and culture and the things that have been built up so that we could basically go to the supermarket and really good food is right there all the time whenever you want it. And oftentimes we are attached to really good food. We are. And th- I'm beginning, you know, this Lent, try to work on focusing on that, on the attachment to food, which most of us have, if you're looking, you're gonna be honest. Most of us have that. I do. Are we going to look at that and say, you know what? Maybe I need to, we need to step back. Even though you don't have to impose this on little kids and things like that, but at least for yourselves say, Hey, you know what? Why don't I put some lentils in the crock pot? I'm going to eat those three days a week during Lent. That's what I'm going to eat. And You know, they're good. And when you're super hungry, if you're really fasting, you know, (laughs) anything tastes good at that point. But consider getting away from how good our food tastes. So my unpopular opinion is switching out steak for fish isn't really penitential, even if you're still abstaining from from from, you know, the meat of land animals. We need to do more to be really penitential.
3: Ryan, do you really have to talk about land during Christmas time? I mean, I'm serious, man.
1: Yeah, it's dude, on the way. I, it's going to smack
3: you in the face. I know, I know. But but, do you have to remind us? We still have our tree up, by the way. By the way, do people I still do. have their tree up out there in the rundown land? Put, yeah, put a comment. You know
2: what? Candlemas yeah. ends on the second. Septuagesima begins on the fifth. So, I mean, yeah. last year I think it was last year where Candlemas was actually was a, after Septuagesima. Yeah, you're right. It was it last was. year, or the year before, something like that. Yeah. But this that year, right. we're we're rightly ordered. Everything's all good to go. Candlemas is on a Thursday, February second, and then Septuagesima is the following Sunday, so we can still talk about Christmas and be Christmas all that kind of stuff, and then leave Lent to well Lent. Okay, so yeah. that
3: Friday in between Candlemas and and Septuagesima, then Ryan can talk about
2: the, the Hon- <laughs> oh perfect it's a per- yeah run rundown slips right in between the two.
3: Ryan is like Mrs. RTF. She just loves the penitential seasons. Like she just loves them. She can't wait for them. I mean, it's like literally (laughs) the tree comes down and the purple comes out. Like she's ready to go.
1: (laughs) I need it. I I was reminded today that the only reason I'm in shape is because round is a shape. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that's a
1: good one. Someone who loves that's you told one. you that, man.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I had to get there before they did.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
3: funny. That's a good one. All right. Unpop from Brother
2: Martin. Last week, I said, uh, do not flee to the fields because uh, the feds are going to find you there anyway. And right after I said that, they start coming after your gas stoves. And so what I want to say, too, is that my unpopular opinion is in the, the next thing, maybe not the next thing, but the next next thing, relatively soon, immediately, in the relatively near future, they're coming for your chickens and they're coming for your eggs.
5: Ooh.
2: Chickens and eggs. That's it. I, that's that's my unpopular opinion is chickens and eggs is next. Oh, that's it?
3: Oh. That's, it. I,
2: I mean, that, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's it. It's my... <laughs> James James was
3: hoping for a filibuster.
0: Wow. Okay. I guess I guess I have to go. Um, so we, we've just heard today that the uh committee for the, 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 the committee for uh disease transmission announced that it's investigating uh certain and I'm using euphemisms here by the way. Uh the committee for disease transmission announced today that it's investigating certain claims that the VAC being uh, that their are injuries caused and perhaps even death, uh, they're now doing an investigation. They've started an investigation, opening an investigation. Uh, my unpopular opinion, which I've stated uh, halfway through this broadcast, is that this investigation is a ruse to gather actual data and information in order to bury it or in cases where the evidence is too great Uh, to force people to sign disclosures for payouts, just as they've always done with other vaccine mandates, specifically for infants. You have this in the NMR uh, instances and other infant-required shots. Uh, You know, this has been going on for many years. And so in order for them to get ahead of all of this, since there's such a ruckus surrounding uh, a lot of uh, accidents, or as some, some will say, vaccines, um, they're now getting ahead of this. And the way for them to do this is to call attention to it, to head-on call attention to it, to gather all that information, and then to suppress it. And in cases where uh, the evidence is too great to suppress, then they force that person to sign a disclosure for a payout. They're willing to lose money where it can help their case. Uh And so this is exactly what it's going to be. Nothing is going to change. They're still going to be re- requiring people to take to take the shot. Mm-hmm. So my popular opinion is uh, CDC. So, oh, I just blew it. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I'm not as good as Stein here. Brain fart. <laughs> Great. Uh, not the greatest. But uh, the Committee for Disease Transmission uh, is, is uh, basically uh, not. Brian, I mean, Ryan, you know how to phrase all this, so do your magic. <laughs>
1: no. So far, I've got Centers for Disease Creation investigation and snare quotes as a ruse to gather actual evidence so as to bury it.
0: Yes. Yes. That's good enough. Uh,
3: all right. Mine's going to be bumper sticker length.
0: Oh, I don't believe it. Ooh.
3: But full podcast and explanation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Wow. Five. Bumper sticker coming.
3: Bumper yeah. sticker length. Yeah. Most trads are communists. Period. Four words. Most trads are communists. I'm going to spend the next couple weeks... On my new syndicated podcast, which is going to stream exclusively on the Crusade channel at crusadechannel.com. Unpacking those four words and proving them definitively to
0: you. What's it called?
3: It's called Parrot Talk. Two Ts. And I'm going to prove that to you, that that proposition to you definitively. So instead of subject it to you now, and convince you on the rundown tonight that most trads are communists, and I believe that I've experienced it, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, and I can prove it.
1: Okay, where'd he go? Yeah, yeah well,
0: there we go. <laughs> Uh, someone yeah, thought got, he was maybe. I, I touched the wrong button.
1: Black. Guys, <laughs> wasn't me? I didn't touch that. I was, you know, it's got to be that Mac mouse. Comment.
0: Yeah, that they Mac thought mouse. you were f- 15% black, and that's what happens when you're 15%. Black.
1: I <laughs> uh, well, I
3: might have clicked a church militant link while I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they've hacked your computer. A, they control the buttons a, now
2: for the rundown. We're something. all screwed.
3: I don't know. I don't know what happened, but most. Tra- anyway, that's the. So if you want to hear why that's true. I'm recording the first segment of why that's true tomorrow morning. It's airing on Tuesday, Crusade Channel, CrusadeChannel.com. One full hour, just the first segment on why most trads are communists, and I believe it to be true. And you're going to have to uh, check that out. Parting
2: thoughts, gentlemen. Are there links to be able to subscribe to the? Is it just CrusadeChannel.com? Just to go to subscribe CrusadeChannel.com.
3: Radio the way it should be our broadcasting partner crusadechannel.com that's it that's all there is that's that's the end that's the okay. end of the show <laughs> there's nothing else to say unless you have parting parting thoughts you're okay
4: so, you're not going you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations yeah <laughs> uh,
0: i'm sorry i'm still hearing michael's uh, voice mike's voice in my head but he's not talking, so his unpop is finished. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs>
0: usually he runs for like 10 minutes. My brain is just accustomed to it.
2: Is yeah. it your internet? That Catholic faith and Jewish power
6: are like the two pans of a pair of scales. As Catholic faith goes up, Jewish power goes down. As Catholic faith goes down, Jewish power goes up.
3: You know, actually, I do want to share this little video with you guys. Uh, This is a woman in 1835. She's, I think she's in Illinois. An American woman speaking in 1835. Listen to her manner of speech and see if you don't detect, as I believe I've detected, just a hint, a hint of a British accent from an American woman in 1835.
4: Hello, folks. Are you feeling good this morning? Hope you do. I'm trying to get on my feet again. Feel pretty good. Thankful it's as well as it is. Oh, boys, I'm pleased to see you. I don't know where you come from, but uh, I give you all the welcome I've got to offer you. And I want to tell you that I'm living on the same ground that I've lived on for 75 long years when I come here as an 18-year-old bride. I went to Washington 50 years and a little more ago. I saw all the people around there and been with the President. And uh, I learned a great many things up there that uh, I didn't know before. I'll add a little more to it. I was one of the Board of Lady Managers for the Chicago
5: Exposition.
0: Wow.
3: Isn't that crazy? So, if she was speaking at 75 years old in 1835, that means she was born in the 1700s. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the Freemasons were in charge
2: back then, too. Of course, it was seven.
4: I have two shotguns. My home, they're locked in a safe, there's a metal gun case. We live in an area that's wooded,
5: somewhat secluded.
8: And I've said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony and fire two blasts outside the house. Buy shotgun. Buy shotgun. You don't need machine gun. You don't need 30 rounds. Buy shotgun. Buy double a a shotgun. you don't need
5: and you don't need a tank, and you, you don't, don't need an AR-15, AR-15 to scare those thugs away. No, and I don't need a
3: grenade
2: launcher, I don't need an F-15. There's just one thing I need to do, and they'll stay away from me. Fire two blasts outside the house. Buy a
5: shotgun, buy a shotgun, buy a shotgun, buy a shotgun, you don't, you don't need a machine gun You don't need 30 yeah. rounds Buy shotguns Buy a do shotgun Fire two blasts. out